You're listening to the Broadway Podcast Network. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime anywhere with daily bonuses that should brighten your day a little actually a lot so sign up now at chumbacasino.com that's chumbacasino.com no purchase necessary btw void were prohibited by law see terms and conditions 18 plus all righty it's a brand new episode of off book presented to you by broadway black we're here to hit our market we're gonna do it right now i'm drew shay and i'm smiling because you who i'm donye love because you who <laughs> <laughs> and who you is Princess Emery Moon, motherfucker! So maybe you should start this episode with your volume down. <laughs> you already know. If because you remember correctly. Right, it's one of <laughs> if you remember correctly. <laughs> Burger game, game. Amber just got done with the show, so Gucci she's gang, full Gucci voice. Gang, <laughs> she's f- fully warmed up. Chris got adjusted levels again. <laughs> Chris's ears are bleeding. Yes! yes! Princess Amber! Royalty returns! This feels so weird. She's like, And here we are. Yeah, this we feels so and weird. Here we are. Yes, it does. When was the last time this? I don't know. I don't, it don't even matter. It don't matter. Scarves and hats. Right. <laughs> it don't even matter though, because I'm just so happy. <laughs> Lord have mercy. Oh Can God. you tell the people how you how you gooped us really good? Uh, I didn't tell the boys that I goop. was coming. Goop. <laughs> I gooped them. The goopery. Yep. I didn't text them. I didn't call them. I didn't say nothing. She didn't say nothing. And I was it, just here. And I usually ask like, okay, so who y'all got mm-hmm. in your church this week? He didn't. I, I was didn't. like, ooh, I can really. I'm a really good one. I ain't gonna say shit. I'm just gonna show up. Yes. We're so happy to have you oh, back with you us. Back with so catch us up, bitch. Like, what's been going what's on? Peace, shit. Sis? Like, the what fuck? It's been a month of Sundays, quite literally. Like, for what's real. Saying? Like, I literally don't even know where to start because I don't know the last time I was here. <laughs> uh, That's crazy. Uh, you was a blah doobadee. I was blah doobadee. Yes. Is that, that was, is that the name of it? <laughs> yes. You was blah doobadee. <laughs> you can say it sounds now, nigga. Blah doobadee. Yeah, you was in that 
show, right? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah Sal. Oh my god. No, seriously. This live no. production. This live No, I remember the last mm-hmm. episode you did. It was ladies' night. Was it? I think that was it, right? Where you had the girls? Where we went here? I think that was it. Whoa. That might have been. Tiffany, right? That was, yeah, that was yeah. the last one. Whoa. We were wearing coats and scarves. <laughs> <laughs> we were wearing coats and scarves. Yeah, that was like April, May. Mm-hmm. It went back mm-hmm. to the way back. Wow. So what's wow. been going on? Um, I was blah doobah Because Because you know the people is upset. I'm so, I'm sorry. the people upset? Mm-hmm. They upset. They be like, um, so is Amber coming back? <laughs> Where is she? Where's Amber? What's going Guys. on? God, Amber. Guys, you know, I was I was out in these streets. I was hustling, guys. The hustle, the grind was real. After I blah do a deed, um, <laughs> the name of the what is the name of the show for real? Don't oh, blah do. <laughs> I blah do a deed. Blah do a deed. I'm call my agent, change it on my, on my resume, my website. It is now I titled can't. blah do a deed. Um, <laughs> after that, I can't. Oh yeah, because you just knew you was right. He but was. I'm sorry. Go ahead. But blah do He pointed at me like blah do a deed. <laughs> he just knew he, he was, was right with bated breath for me to talk about blah doo dee. Chris, she knew. And I'm like, yes, 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 yes please. And That's nigga shit. You ain't gonna find nowhere else with niggas. Like eyes, what? eyes big. I like, mean, please tell us. Inviting you. Tell us about blood to me. Yeah. So uh, after that close. Oh God. I will have mercy. I don't even know if I can say that. Let me text Jocelyn and make sure I can say that. Leave, 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 Write this down. What time? You know where we are, John. You know where we are. Okay, press what? Um, but yeah, that'll be in November. Um, and then after that, I went to uh, the other one, Williamstown Theater Festival. Mm-hmm. And we just literally missed each other. Just missed each by other. By like an hour. Crazy. Insane. Um, what did you do at Williamstown? Uh, it was a white people show called... <laughs> <laughs> Isn't it always? Isn't it? <laughs> uh, and it was like, I left the blackest show ever to come do the whitest show ever. Um, I won't even say what it's called just in case. Yeah, it was a white people show. It didn't matter. Um, <laughs> it was a check. And then I came back here and was hustling some more. I know I was doing a bunch of gigs. And then I started Black No More, the mm-hmm. top of September or end of August, actually. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, that's that was June, July, August, September. And wow. we just finished yesterday. Yeah. And Danya came. I came. You did? Yeah, was. I was there oh. on Friday. Friday. What? Anybody tell me? I didn't. I didn't know. He showed up. I saw. Yeah, his I showed up. I saw his hat. <laughs> How you just gonna show up? I and saw so, his hat. And so I was uh, invited by the artistic director. And so uh, who? Oh, the new group. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. 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 Because your show who was directed gonna be. it as well. Yeah. Uh-huh. Okay. And so I went in there. Did you thinking, go blind? Did you know anything? All he I knew about was the premise. Okay. And I side-eyed the premise. Mm-hmm. Uh-oh, like, I what is I the premise? We'll, we'll, we'll go through all that. Yeah. Uh-oh, I'm um, scared because I don't know anything about this black no more. And so... Is it not black no more? <clears throat> Stop it. Let him finish. It is based off a book that was written in the 1920s. Mm-hmm. Oh, um, God. It's a satire and it's Afrofuturistic. It don't, sound, yeah. it don't sound good. But I will say with that, I actually found myself pleasantly surprised mm-hmm. at how it was handled. Mm-hmm. Of course, it was a, 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 a like working presentation, so like it's always is things to like work on refine mm-hmm. um all of those things this but was the first pass yeah um but like overall when i heard what it was about i was like 
this sound a little skeptical. Yeah. And so I, I walked in armored in that. Um, and I'm actually kind of glad I walked in armored with that because when I watched it, I, I, I felt it start to shade away. Mm, shed away. Like, oh, wow, this is actually not what I expected. And, yeah. like, it's fuller than what I um, expected. Um, and I got my, I got my life particularly from <laughs> from this bop. We will talk about that. A whole live bop. I was actually in there Millie rocking. Yes, he was. And I'm so and mad I, Amber I actually saw me. from the stage. That's how the song is such it's a, a bop, bop that we, that's our favorite time to look in the audience and watch people, the white people clutch their pearls and the black people are like, this is the shit. It is the shit. But we should not shit. be dancing to this song. So let Living. me set up the show so please we can talk about it up the Because I have never been so, so lost in my please life. Please set it up for the people. Never in my I'm life been so lost on the show. So I don't this, like this feeling. I know, but we're about to catch up right <laughs> now. Don't worry, you're about You'll to be all in the know. Else. Okay, come on. So this book was written in the 1930s by George Schuyler called Black No More. It uh-huh. is Afrofuturistic sci-fi satire. A lot of words. So basically, a black man in Harlem, takes place in Harlem, a white woman walks into the club, he sees her, they have a moment. But of course, they cannot be together because she's white, he's black. Enter this character called Dr. Crookman, who has created a device called Black No More. You step into the device, you come out the same person, you are just come white, white skin. You see why I side-eyed it when I heard about right. it. Right. Okay. So you step out the machine, you are white. And of course, everybody in Harlem is stepping up with their $50 because I want to be white. So I don't have to deal with white privilege and mm-hmm. nonsense and persecution and all those things. Right. So now Harlem is dying because everybody's turning into a white person. So... What these newly whites are doing are going down south and like, let me buy an acre of land. Let me get a plantation. Let me, you know, like live my dreams. I got money and power now. When Max, that's our central character, when Max goes down south, he meets a white reverend who happens to be a member of the clan. And he brings him into the fold and they become very close and he takes him home. Let me let you meet my family. And he's like, this is my wife. This is my son. And this is my daughter. And the daughter, of course, is the girl he saw in Harlem and fell in love with. But she doesn't know because now he's a white man. So as he's Mm -hmm. pulled into the clan. And she's a white woman. She's a white woman. Mm -hmm. Okay. So he is now pulled into this white family and he's making. But all these characters played by black people. White people. So they're white people in the show too. Yes, they're blacks oh, wow. and whites. Okay. It's half black, half white. Okay, because so I didn't see none of that in the pictures, gotcha. y'all. Yes, sorry. sorry. <laughs> none of the pictures that y'all black people posted I, I'm still posting had pictures. any other white people I was in like, it. Oh, I need to get some of the so white. I thought it was an all black <laughs> show. No, no, no. That's Plenty a key. Of white people. Plenty of white people. That's a key. <laughs> sorry about that. Y'all better be tight. Yeah. Okay, you better hold it down. That's how tight we were. They was live. They was going to dinner. They was going to rehearse. Like everybody was together. But it's like that's how it was kind of staged because the whites are in Harlem and the blacks yeah. are down south. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, so the people call it rat time. Thank you for that. Vocal. <laughs> Please keep your volume down. <laughs> His throat is warm today. No, yes. that was not warm at all. That oh, was oh. Uh, that was a screech. Okay, it was okay. That was I gave definitely him credit. a screech. It was okay. <laughs> no, no, no. So he gets pulled into the fold, and the Reverend is like, "I want to give you my daughter's hand in marriage." So then they get married, and now they're married, but now they're also pregnant. And for black people, we know what that means because that baby could come out looking like a hot pocket uh-huh. or, you know, you never know what it's going to look like. So, <laughs> not a hot not pocket, to... though. <laughs> not a hot pocket. <laughs> but go ahead. 
You know, it could be like lightly brown and toasted, or you can leave it in like not long enough and it's still white and pasty, or you can burn that bitch. You don't know what you you're going to get. You just don't know. But you know, the inside is going to be pizza filling. That's what you do know. <laughs> there will be salami. Okay. <laughs> or pepperoni. Um, so I'm not going to tell the whole plot, but basically now all the white people are aware that there is a device turning mm-hmm. black people white. So now there's there every white person is a suspect. Like, are you really white? Are you really white? So <laughs> in order for Max to convince these people that, oh no, you know, it's I'm definitely not I'm, one of them. I'm a white. I'm a white. I'm a white. <laughs> I'm definitely a white. He sings this song called New Niggas. Oh, that's so let me circle back and also say that the music is written by Tyreek Trotter, who's also known as Black Thought, who is also a member of the Roots. The music so popping. The so the Black Thought, like he can't not write a bop. Yeah. So the song called "New Niggas." Number one, it says "niggas" nine thousand times, but it's like as a white new white man, he has to convince them that he's white. So he's got to put down every group, niggas, Jews, everybody. So it's it's like fuck these niggas. I hate niggas. Mm, New and it's like the it goes off. like you cannot sit still. It's uh, crazy. You can, like when we were in rehearsal, and so the white people sing it, and that's the hard part. So you have white people going niggas. No, you don't. No, you don't. Oh, no, yes, you don't. Absolutely. No, you don't. Not. This is, no, yes, you do not. Absolutely do. No, you do not. Yes, you do. But like literally, Drew. Here's the thing. It sounds. It sounds crazy because it is crazy. It is. That's crazy as fuck. I was sitting next to Eric Lockley, mm-hmm. and I was saying because like I like the white people were saying this, and I was like. This is the thing with music. Mm-hmm. The beat is so catchy you don't even that I care. still cannot help but shake my ass. And there are five white men going, niggas. It's crazy. Fuck these niggas. Hang them high, niggas, niggas. And you're like, but bitch, my body is moving. Which I think is it's, a commentary within itself. It is. It's amazing. And to watch crazy. the audience, like that was my favorite part to watch the audience because the white people are like clutch pearls and the black people are um, going on. It is a fucking bop. I'm so mad yeah. I did not experience this. A whole it's live a bop. bop. And there's another song called Lions by Lions, Tigers, and Bears and Niggas. Like it's because you know the roots, they're not from the musical <laughs> right. world. So they're so they, writing. They can music. do whatever they want. They have and they a wrote free, some music. When I tell you they're telling the truth. Can you tell the people about your fucking song? Oh, I have a we, song. <laughs> woo, when I say we talking about the audience got our entire life. <laughs> she you, went off. Thank Y'all you, went off Thank in that hair salon. Thank you, boo. So their yes. song was about, it was like the sister's point of view or the community's point of view is that the white, what this is destroying our community yeah. because every, no one wants to be black anymore. Right. And so we were talking about having the right amount of white for you to be out here in the world thriving and succeeding but how it's literally Caucasian is the new crazy like it's coming in it's infiltrating everybody is running out of money like every it's it's you it's like a virus that mm-hmm, comes into mm-hmm. the community and so the black woman in the salon talking about what is the right amount of white and it was it was mm. such a it was like the moment in the show where we've been doing like number back to back to back of like and it was the first time we kind of like sat down mm-hmm. and really said like but actually what is this device doing how is it tearing up the community and what and you're saying a beautiful song. How she, um, you can buy the cast album when it's... When oh, it's coming out with us? I, mean, I don't know. I'm just... <laughs> you won't give us a little sample or nothing? You know that that doesn't work on me. <laughs> <laughs> I will say... You've just been going so long. I mean, I know. Hear. You want to hear my voice? I know. I know, dude. I felt such <laughs> like a golden ray of sunshine come Thank over me. Thank you, I boo. felt so soft and incredible. Yes. It was... Yes. I mean, like, the music was phenomenal. Yeah. yeah. Uh, uh, Denzel had a piece. Denzel I was feels. like, come on, 
Oh, so Denzel could sing. Oh, he sings down. It was every like Tamika Sonia Lawrence uh, is in there giving you her good throat. Brandon oh my Dixon is giving you good throat. Like Tiffany Mann is giving you. It's it was throat a throat. It parade. was incredible. Hey man, it, was it really was. So that has been the last five weeks of my life, and now we are done. And life has been crazy. You know, she's also been a filmmaker on there. She's also yes, she has. Yes, 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 yes. Which we yes. still haven't seen. I am having <laughs> a viewing party. You will receive your invitations. That's all I'm okay, saying because it's okay. not public. It okay, will be okay. private. Okay. At the end of this month. Amen. Come through. Yes. Look at that. I've been dying to see Steve. You were going to yes. see Steve. Yes, guys. I've been, so far we've gotten into seven film festivals across Get your the life. United States. And you've um, won. I've won Best Short and Best Actress. As you should. Yes. As you should. I'm pretty fucking excited. Yes. Amazing. Come on, black woman. I mean, you know, because I was just doing this as a little experiment to see if I could. And the fact that it's now like And you winning, definitely can. Like I definitely can. Yeah. Black yeah, woman act. Can. Yeah, and black woman write. The biggest thing black was like, produce. shut up, I hate you. Come through. The first time I viewed <laughs> it. Black girls rock. Yes. Yes. I, I really do love it. Come you. through. But the first time I viewed it was in Atlanta with my family and friends. Mm-hmm. And I was like, they ain't gonna laugh because they my people. <laughs> but the first time, like when I was in Newark and I went by myself, I didn't know anybody in the theater. And I, it was an experiment I wanted to see. Mm-hmm. with. No, they don't know anything about me. They don't know anything about this film. Mm-hmm. I don't know any of these people. I was petrified. I was like, oh, what if my friends have just been gassing me this whole time? Mm. Like, what if it's actually not funny? So that was a very scary moment. I got my little popcorn and I was sitting there in the corner. And the moment that they are like howling and talking back to the screen like it's a Tyler Perry movie, I was like, oh, a bitch is funny. Yes. <laughs> like, a bitch is really funny. Did the people recognize you afterwards? Yes, because we had a Q&A and people were like, oh my God, I just want to, is this your first film? Oh my, there was so much love and like Aww. just... It was a moment to sit. Like, I was in line buying popcorn. Like, I'm buying popcorn to go sit down in a movie theater to watch my movie that I made. Mm-hmm. Like, it was just so yeah. crazy. I'd never done that before. And to see myself on a fucking ginormous movie screen in my movie, incredible. it was like, yeah. it was some out of body type shit. Come, that's yeah. amazing. So, I can't wait to have a screening here in New York so all my people can come. You better can live uh, and just like network and like you want to create something fine. Here's a room full of motherfuckers who want to create. Yeah, just yeah, be yeah. us, yeah. Because yeah. that's be what us. I think it's about. It's about us creating mm-hmm. opportunities because it's time. It definitely mm-hmm. is. My god, yeah. So, you've been living, listen, you've been living, yes. been living, been booking, yes. been booking, been living, been living. Yes. Yeah, things are happening, guys. I mean, we'll talk about those things offline. But yeah, things are happening. What else? Ha- well, okay, you have more to share? I mean, like, you know. Like tea and shit. Like, okay. Bitches, but. Oh. <laughs> 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 Woo! Maybe she's going to Maybe, you know. <laughs> you can't give us like a tea? Uh uh-uh. uh. Okay, okay. I'll wait till the, mi- the mic is off. Bro, I'll, I'll, wait till tell the- y'all. I'll wait till the mic is off. Yeah. I was trying to, you know, tell a little bit. I'm going to tell y'all, but I can't tell these people. <laughs> I cannot tell America. Oh, but yes. it's great to be back. I miss you guys. I miss Badu you too. Da- on Broadway. I miss you, da- I miss you guys. What you call it? I don't even know no more. <laughs> Shut um, up. Blah-ba-doo. Blah-ba-dee. <laughs> Blah-doo-ba-dee. Blah-doo-ba-dee. That's it. Let me write it down. That's the name of the episode. Blah-doo-ba-dee. Yep. Blah-doo-ba-dee. That's it. Episode titled. Done. Oh, my goodness. That's what's up. So what's going on with you, Danye? Yeah. I just been here. Okay. Bitch. Oh, y'all want more? What's your week, nigga? (laughs) Okay. Literally, my week has been 
immensely chill. Like I've just been in a perpetual state of chill, which mm-hmm. I'm not taking for granted, um, especially since I think I might have shared that uh, rehearsal for my next play was moved up by an entire week, mm-hmm. um, which is incredible because the play, uh, without giving anything away, is incredibly demanding mm-hmm. for. Yeah, you need that extra week. Like. I actually would prefer more than mm-hmm. just an additional extra week, but mm-hmm. I'm grateful for what we have. And so just in the time being, um, just been chilling, getting myself together, because I know, or rather I'm preparing myself for what the journey will be like uh, with rehearsing this, this play in particular. So I just got finished reading one book, um, which was absolutely amazing, mm-hmm. Emergent Strategy by Adrian Marie Brown. Um, started reading Daring Greatly by uh, Brene Brown. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I've just been going to the park. I feel like um, yes. giving very much um, old man cunt, going to the park, okay, yeah. <laughs> reading books. <laughs> Good night. Not old man Looking cunt. real uh, sketch. Okay. Throwing yeah. bread to the pigeons and no, talking to yourself. Do. I actually do be throwing but bread to the pigeons. I know you, know you do. do. I yes, do. That's exactly yeah. what you would do. Um, and No, but, but like literally, uh, like I'll just be in the park for like a good five, six hours just reading a good book. Having a good time sitting on the bench. Okay. I love this. Getting my life. Wearing your presidential sweater uh, and your hats. <laughs> <laughs> Wearing nothing but sweat. Good night. Um, so that has literally been my week. I I don't think I missed anything. Okay. No. Okay. It's been super chill. How about you? What about you, Captain Lightskin? That's what's up. I, I mean, I've been chilling, you know, mm-hmm. uh, in my zone. Okay. Come through zone. Feeling myself. Yes. Um, um, about literally or figuratively? Okay, bye. Or both. Okay. What your ass say? <laughs> Help me. <laughs> so <laughs> I'm living for this live. That was a good one, Chris. <laughs> Chris, I went away and Chris done got married. He got three kids. He okay. got a house in Vermont. What? He over here live producing. That His w- crops thriving. His edges came back. Look, we we told on you, Chris. Oh, that's ah. all me. Chris yeah. got married. Yeah, we told on you. Chris got booed. That's fine. Uh, I know. I left and he got depressed and he had to just find somebody. I know. Uh, it's okay, Chris. <laughs> you told me. I can't. It's okay, Chris. I know. Uh, I'm, I'm okay. It's all right. That's her hilarious. Will okay. mend. Yeah. <laughs> I will survive. I will rebuild. <laughs> oh, my God. Yes. I'm so glad we get to hear these sound effects. I love her. It's so great. It's so great. What the fuck? <laughs> he added additional laughs and shit. I am weak. I'm a fun guy. <laughs> yes, you are. Yes, you are. We yes, love you it, Chris. He's cracking himself up. That's yes, what I love Chris about it. cracking himself up. That's what it's about. He out the game. Oh, <laughs> my goodness. Retired. But so you said it. you were playing with yourself. What else? Oh, no. Oh, no. <laughs> Nigga. Nigga. <laughs> I mean, two to three times a day. Oh! Hey! <laughs> oh, wow. Okay. And that's, e- that's exactly what it feels oh! like. Oh, God. Explosions. Oh, God. <laughs> anyway. Oh, um, God. My stomach so hurts. Mine, too. we have uh, 93 days until the end of the year. Ooh. You better know. Well, 27 days ago, I started a thing for myself called Love Yourself 120. Mm. Okay. Um, on the September the 2nd, I started doing this thing where I take at least 30 minutes a day to love on myself. Mm. Oh. And I'm not sure what that means for me each day. Okay. Um, but it has been meaning that I get up and go to the gym in the morning. Work. Um, 
at least four to five times a week. Mm-hmm. 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 Um, it also has meant that I do nothing some days. Yeah. It also has meant that I go and get a massage yes. or I go get uh, some type of spa treatment. Yes. It also means means that I go and sometimes I go to church and just go and kneel at the altar for a half hour. Ha, um, so it's meant a, a couple of different things for me. So I've just been taking 30 minutes out of each day. Sometimes it's 15 minutes in the morning, sometimes it's 15 minutes at night. I love this. Um, and taking time out of each day to this level myself um, and and honor myself and Dang. honor what it is that I'm feeling and doing a lot of self work mm-hmm. um, yeah so that's where I've been at and um, I also planned a listening party for a strange loop that happened today yes. we just came from yes. there which went really well I really we enjoyed lived. it we did we had a we really lived. good time that's awesome um, you know I'm you know I always tell you I'm not about a whole bunch of people mm-hmm. I, I, I put out the event maybe two days ago just to let people know what's happening and you know I posted it on Broadway Black, and that was about it. And and we had a good, a small turnout, which is what I like. Um, and it was just a good time. We had a couple of drinks, and mm-hmm. we laughed, and we joked. We listened to the album. He kicked everybody um, out. Mm-mm. I did not kick everybody out. <laughs> Don't lie. Out? I what did happened? not. What that mean? What does that mean, Danye? <laughs> he didn't kick everybody out. But you know, when you cut down the music. And you start to talk about okay, so mm-hmm. niggas gonna I be just, like, oh, thank so you we so much go. for coming. I just want to say thank you so much. I appreciate you all for coming out. Mm-hmm. You do not have to leave. Ah, Shata. You don't have to leave. But but we're winding down. Thank you. But here's the thing. Okay. When he said you don't gotta leave, what did everyone say in, in, in unison? What they said. But we gotta get the fuck out of here. That's what they said. No, they did not say that. They didn't say that this time. Okay. Not this time. No, no, no. Oh, okay. You know, like at the Halloween party, we were trying to get niggas out. Yeah, we had to. But yeah. that's because we had partied and like gone in. Yeah, yeah. I mean, except for Chris, because he left for ten minutes, <laughs> and he didn't really have a costume. Chris, he got he just had on a jacket. Are you gonna have a costume this year, Chris? Probably not. I'm coming as a an engineer. Yeah, exactly. Uh, he, coming as a, he coming as a milk dud. I mean, <laughs> just chocolate. Shiny ass head. Oh, my that's God. Um, that's you would gag if he actually created, like, a milk dud if box. If he actually did, I would be gag. <laughs> <laughs> I would really be gag. I love it. But, yeah, so we had that party, mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. it went really good. And um, what else did I do this week? Did I see anything this week? Um, I've been seeing things. What have I seen? I don't oh. think I've seen anything this week. I saw Freestyle Love Supreme. Oh, I've seen a lot of things in the past week. I saw Slave Play. I saw Freestyle Love Supreme. I saw Darren Brown's Secret, the magic show. And I saw... You've been getting your Broadway life. I saw Oklahoma. I oh, saw, God. You've been getting your Broadway life. For free. You know, people have been like, you want this uh, uh, yeah. invited dress? I sure the hell do. Yes, I do. Thanking. Right. Thanking. <laughs> Um, so yes, I've been seeing some, you know, just trying to see what the kids are doing. And what you been thinking? What you been feeling about um, what the kids are doing? I'm, they're cashing checks. <laughs> <laughs> That's my new response. Yeah, they are cash. cashing no checks. No longer. In 2018, it was, that was the play. Yeah. And play. now it's given. They're, they're cashing, cashing checks. checks. Yes. Bank accounts. Cha-ching. Ha-ha. Stick. Yeah. It's there. I mean, I love the magic show. That, I, that wasn't really an actor, but you know, I love that shit. It was amazing. Mm. Like the shit where you have to go outside and sit down for 20 minutes after it's over because you're, you're overwhelmed. Ooh. That was fun. That was really, really? fun. Really? Yes. It was your, amazing. Your synapses were just Like firing. it was like, I, I there was a point where I was sitting next to Gavin and Chris and I had to put my head between my knees and I was just going, I don't want anymore. I don't want anymore. <laughs> Please make it sound I don't want anymore because he was blowing I don't want anymore. fucking minds. And I was like, how is he doing? 
doing these things. <laughs> I was just like holding myself. Well, I don't want anymore. I don't want they anymore. Like when you get too high, you tell yes, God, please, yes, please, 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 God. just let me come take down, God. Me, Lord, you just, if you let me Lord. come down, I promise you, I'll never do this again. Lord, give me. I'll never do this again, Lord Father God. <laughs> why? Why I think I'm a slave? <laughs> <laughs> like when you got high. <laughs> <laughs> why I still got picked this cotton, Lord? <laughs> Y'all know what I'm talking about. I want to. I want to like reenact no, you don't. that. Okay. I, I want you to like. I want to have like a reenactment of it. I, like, mm-hmm. I need you to write a script so we can like film it and have a reenactment. Yeah. <laughs> of the first time you got high. Ooh, that's, that's trauma. Hilarious. That's triggering. No, <laughs> <laughs> I haven't quite healed yet. Oh god! But anyway, that was my week. Y'all saw some good shit. Yeah, mm-hmm. we've been. I'm so glad to have y'all back. It just feels like home. I know. Oh, this is like this is home. Aww. Yeah, this, this is, is where like, the heart is for real. Because mm. it'd be stressful coming in here without y'all. No, for real. I know. And like the different energies. Yeah, you know, you know, I don't like people. I know. Mm-hmm. And I be telling them. Uh-oh. We know. <laughs> we know. Oh, I'll be telling them. Jesus, Jesus. <laughs> That's why they don't be liking me too. But I mean, it's okay. Oh God. Oh. No, it's not. But, but it's, is it never not? Oh God. <laughs> this nigga. This. What's next? Anyway, <laughs> it's I don't um, care. What I said? What I said? You ready, Amber? No, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> So Daya got a monologue this week. Oh, he said he had one last week too, but we oh. skipped it okay. last week I'm because excited. we had so much to talk about. We it. also have something we need to talk about. Remember, I told you it was something that about um, from the University of Florida. Mm. Oh yes, yes we yes, have yes, to talk yes, about yes, that yes. today. Yes, okay. Oh, I forgot all about that. But yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. And I got to make sure I got the timer ready since mm-hmm. it's two people. Okay. Oh, 90 God. seconds. You okay. little nigga forgot. I'm ready. A nigga ain't forget. Let me take my I minute. thought it was 60 seconds for two people. No, it's 90. It's oh, seconds. it could be oh. 60 if you want. What you want? I mean, no, it's 90. It's fine. Okay. Okay. Uh, okay. Let me take my notes. All right, I'm ready. Are we ready? Yes. What you over there doing a beautiful mind? I got to take my notes. She just ready. in case I figure it out. I okay. got to write things down to help me, you know, <clears throat> Help trigger. with analysis. Okay, I'm ready. Don't come back. Don't call, don't write. When they come here, when the law comes here for you, I'm going to deny you. They're going to ask for my brother. I'm going to say, I ain't got one. He's going to say, they're two sides. I'm going to say, nah, just one, only one. I'm going to deny you up to three times. That's all I can take. That's how many times I can do it. Don't cry when you hear about it. Don't think I don't know you. Don't believe it. You hear me? You hear me always but you gotta go before you get caught. Get in the truck, all your shit, brother, everything you need, need. You hear me, need. Only stop when you need. So don't stop till you free. Don't stop. I'm gonna say this is. And? Uh-oh. Go. Okay. So I'm gonna say um, it's contemporary because it was a truck. They're well, not also, running north. They're not running to slavery. But it also feels like Christian related because he's denying them three, three times. Three times so like, like Judas. Peter. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's not Judas. That's not Peter. Judas. Uh, you know, I don't Peter know. Peter denied him three times. I'm sorry. Was I've it been Peter? Church in a while. Was I it Peter? So. I think so. I'm not sure. It wasn't Judas. No, Judas is the other one. 
I think it was Peter. Peter. It's Peter. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, Lord, God, I'm so sorry. It's okay. My, my, my dad is a, a pastor. So Ooh, Your mama calling you <laughs> oh, she's immediately. going off. <laughs> and she's sending yeah, the prayer yeah, yeah. warriors like, to be encamped I'm, I'm, around I've you. I've lost my Bible oh, you scholar. Have. Boy, y'all had 50 seconds. Oh, oh shit. <laughs> <laughs> Just want to remind y'all. <laughs> so, it's contemporary because it's not slave time. See, it okay, was get yes, you a yes, truck, yes. put the things in the truck, not like run north to freedom. It was like U-Haul to freedom. Right. Okay. It was a brother. Mm-hmm. This isn't um, this isn't by Dennis Allen, is it? Is, this is a male playwright, though. Yes, I could tell that. Um, yes, this is um, thirty seconds. Is this, uh, has it been produced in New York in the past five years? Ten years. Yes, ten years. Okay. Okay. Was um, this in the public or playwrights or signature? Mm-hmm. Okay, one of those. Okay, God. Mm-hmm. Um, this ten is, seconds. It's it's. Oof. Who wrote this? It's not piano. It's not lesson. Terrell. It's not. Nah, 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 no, you gotta answer. Nah, nah, it's not Terrell. Nah, nah, nah. No, it's not. It's not. Is it? Are you sure? Is it Terrell? Is it Terrell? Fuck. You know what? Okay. Terrell and McCraney. You brother, got it. Brother size. Brother size? I, uh-huh. I know. Oh God. No, Chris, you gotta take that boom back. They got it after the boom, fact. Chris, but give we me did my get it, but we did get it though. Y'all did get it after the fact, but y'all yes. got it. The word brother, I was like, I feel like this might be brother size. This might be. Yep. I, feel, I knew I feel it felt like a man wrote it. Mm-hmm. Yes. That was a good okay, one. Okay, okay. She came back swinging, motherfucker. Yes, she did. <laughs> you better drop that pen. You better drop that pen. I love it. Well, that's what's up. Yes. Well, thank you for that, Danya. Thank you, Danya. We we appreciate you. I mean, that's what I'm here for. Thank you, friends. Well, we're going to get into the hot topics. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. That's what we've been missing. She said, yes. And yes. Come on, gut marks for all those that didn't gut do it mark, before gut you. Marks, gut <laughs> yes. Gut marks for those who didn't have the oil. Gut marks. Yes. <laughs> yes. She came in ready. Listen, she she came in prepared. She had done three different shows okay. before she went back to us. And she has so ready. much. You know, this oil has been waiting since Blah Dubadi. <laughs> <laughs> Yes, God. Well, let's get right into the hot topics, y'all. We have uh, To Be Young, Gifted, and Black will receive a 50th anniversary reading tomorrow at Circle in the Square. You want to go to this. It's tomorrow at Circle in the Square, September 30th, 7 p.m. The reading is a part of an ongoing Circle series with, uh, it will feature Courtney uh, Jameson, uh, uh, Andrew Goble, Mary E. Hodges, Sean Boyce Johnson, uh, Deanna Suplee, uh, mm. Jillian Williams, under the direction of Camille Howard. Also, uh, Marie mm. Botha is also in the in the production How about as well. Who um, <laughs> I do not know, but I, thought, I know a few of them. I thought Michael Aloya Day was in this too. His oh, name here. Where's friend? Michael Aloya Day was. I seen because this. Is, I think this is how I know about Maybe it. Maybe he got booked and they had to replace him because he just booked and booked. But this was just yesterday. Hey, the you can come fast. Quick. True, 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 okay. true, 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 true. Yes, true. indeed. Um, but get to the Circle in the Square uh, to be young. Get Black premiered at Cherry Lane Theater January second, nineteen sixty nine. Come on. Uh, and and um, Hansberry's former husband and a literary executor, the. Um, 
the work traces the extraordinary life of the Raisin and Son playwright through her own words. Work. Um, so it's compiled by her former husband. Um, at age 29, Hansberry made history with 1959 Broadway premiere of Raisin and the Sun, becoming the first black woman to have a play produced on Broadway. She died at age 34 that after so a battle crazy. with pancreatic cancer, yes. just as her second play, The Sign in Sydney, uh, Brewston's Window, was running on Broadway. That is so crazy. Isn't that like so young? Like, I'm 34. I'm not 34, damn. You're I'm 33. 33. Mm-hmm. Yeah. About to be 34. That's crazy. Yeah. Oh. Jesus. That is so crazy. I'm I'm about to fall off right here just thinking about losing you. If I I can't. Lord have mercy. If you don't stop thinking about that, why are you thinking well, about that? Well, because he just said he's 33 and like thinking 34. But I know he's not going nowhere. But I'm thinking like, if I was to you lose you at 34, like we, that is not. just. Mm-mm. We not think about it. I nope. know. I know. Anyway, the Circle uh, Circle in the Square series produced by Circle in the Square Theater School. Um, and yeah, so you want to get there. Uh, tickets are. I hope they free, bitch. <laughs> I think it is free. It better be free. Good night. Shit. Bye. Um. I don't, I don't, maybe you just have to reserve the tickets. So if you go to circleseries.org, you can go in and reserve tickets if they even still have them available. Um, so check that out. I think that's going to be something really good. I mean, we always want to support, you know, Lorraine Hansberry's mm-hmm. work. And mm-hmm. we, don't we always want to support our niggas. Yeah, and we don't get to support see her shit be, beyond hey. A Raisin in the Sun. Like, mm-hmm. and we know she has more work and, and mm-hmm. more stuff to, to offer the world beyond A Raisin in the Sun. Even Amen. though A Raisin in the Sun has given us so much. You know, I'm not down on it. Um, anyway, moving on. Um, did y'all know Cynthia Rebo and Shoshana Bean's coming back again for this? Yes, I uh, saw that beat uh, flyer. <laughs> and if y'all if y'all missed the concert last year, y'all gonna want to see this. Um, it was actually really good last year. Yeah. Like they sing and they gave us gowns. Right? There was gowns on. It was beautiful they gave us gowns, beautiful like a gowns. Beautiful yes, gowns. but beautiful voices to go with the gowns. Amen. You know what I mean? Uh-huh. Like they had the full package. Amen. Come through. Hey, so um, if you don't, if you didn't see it last year, make sure you get to the Apollo Theater this year, December sixteenth at seven thirty for the encore performance of their sold out holiday concert, Night Divine. Hey. Um, they will reinterpret holiday classics, arranging from Oh Holy Night and All I Want for Christmas Is You to Santa Baby. Um, even though Amber's Santa Baby is the best. It version. is. Hey. Good mark. Um, <laughs> no, seriously, there's no need for a gut mark there because it literally is the best version out there. Um, yeah, so make sure you get there and get to see that. What else is what else is going on? Jeremy Pope will lead Ryan Murphy's Hollywood. I don't yes, think we ever talked about that. Um, Jeremy yes, Pope he will. Is, is going into television like he's Hollywood is calling, and he's um, the lead. And he is the lead, and and Ryan Murphy's third Netflix series. Uh, this is. Is amazing. amazing. Yeah, it yeah. is absolutely amazing. You um, better get that Hollywood coin. Yeah, and I love that that the Blu-ray actors are crossing over into film and television. Make the money. Yeah, I mean that's where it's at. That's where it's at. Mm-hmm. Um, and I love and I respect the theater industry and get I respect this, but like, and get to that millions in the bank. Shut up. Yeah, and like it's so beautiful that we're in an age now more definitively where it's so it's becoming for me at least it feels more and more blurred. Yeah, um, and like I can seeing how it works for actors and then mm-hmm. also like knowing how it works for like writers yes. it's like it's so blurred where we literally can do it all like there is no cap or limitation on nope. oh like this is your space this nope. is your space this is your space mm-hmm. is all can you our tell space a good story then That's it's your space exactly right. so this this is amazing I love it congratulations poke congratulations get your life and get your coins also we have Danielle Brooks um who was 
uh, who is a Tony nominee, but she's doing a Netflix show called A Little Bit Pregnant. Yeah. Oh, uh, Chronicling her pregnancy. Yeah. I was at her bomb. That was one of the most lit baby showers. Really? Was it? My God. <laughs> I have not danced that hard. I mean, the DJ was going in. <laughs> and everybody was living their lives. It was a gender reveal. It was photo booths. It was games. It was just It was everything. Good, oh, it was a celebration. Oh, good. Oh, I love that. Yeah, but that's what's up. Well, she'll be uh, talking about and, and doing a show on her, on her pregnancy. It's a four-part series that will air on Netflix uh, main YouTube page and Netflix social media pages. Uh, they'll follow Brooke's pregnancy as she answers questions viewers might have. Oh wow! Um, so that'd be interesting. And I link those two together because her and Jeremy Pope are really close. They friends. Are. Yeah. Um. So I think that's really cute that they're both in in a prime season of their life. Work. Um. And to watch it I and love to it. witness that happening. That's Work. amazing. Um. Our good old girl, the original. Who are we talking about? Laurel. Loretta Devine, uh-huh. mm-hmm. she's uh, in a season premiere, or she's having a reincurring role on Blackish. Have you seen? Yes, she is. I've oh, seen really? her and Jennifer Lewis oh, on Instagram. Yeah, like I think that's so cute. It is oh, so I cute that. that that that's come full circle for them. I mean, it because is so cute. Loretta Devine is a consummate actress, yes, and she everything is. that she's in is mm-hmm. and she just, works yeah she i don't think a lot of people know she works everywhere down. Yeah, she's also doing uh, Titus Burgess. Um, I don't even know if I can say that. Oh, bleep bleep bleep. bleep. Bleeble. Is Preacher's Wife? No, no, no. Well, I mean, she was already in Preacher's Wife, uh-huh. but right. he's doing a concert at Carnegie, Carnegie Hall. Carnegie Hall, and she's a guest. Yeah, she's in the in the show because yeah, it's like a full on show. Well, you yeah, just said it, it now. I mean, I guess well, we can believe yeah. all this. Actually, I mean, well, he'll be fine. He'll come. It'll just show. be a whole bleep. No, nah, we ain't bleeping. He'll be all right. Nah. Well, there's that. <laughs> And he just, I just talked to him yesterday. He told me, I need to come on the show. I said, yeah, you do, girl, but I'm not like, oh. it's whenever you want to come. Like, you know what I'm saying? We've invited you. You're like, you know, you can come when you want. Bring your ass out of Yeah. I mean, I love him to death. So whenever he gets a chance, he'll be here. Bring it back. Um, so that's happening. Loretta Devine's on Black-ish. She is uh, going to be a recurring role in the sixth season. Oh, I love that. I think so, too. Like her That'd be really dope. But see, okay, so I think it's just interesting because Jennifer Lewis has roots in the theater you know if you mm-hmm. read her book uh, mm-hmm. Mother Black Hollywood you can mm-hmm. find out all about her roots in the theater so of course she's known Loretta Devine for years also Lawrence Fishburne has roots in the theater mm-hmm. and for them to all be working together at this stage in their career it's just really amazing to me and Lawrence Fishburne is coming back to Broadway as yes, well he is. Um, so it's just like full circle moment. Well, remind me he's coming back to Broadway in it's that play with that white man What's it called? don't give me the lion I don't have my phone with That's me. not the name Google of it. it. I'm saying don't give me the line. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yes, Lawrence Fishburne returns to Broadway and don't, don't get give me, me to lion. <laughs> a stage play. Y'all yes. know. I mean, you know, Google's your friend. Y'all yeah, know where to find it. We'll find it. Um, also, okay, so can we talk about Billy Porter winning the Emmy last week? Yeah, oh, his he's turning 50 years old. Yeah, That was moment was it in a moment that was a whole that was a moment, moment. It, was it was beautiful so it was beautiful gorgeous. like um, um like he made history he did yes he did and he looked good doing he's yes he first... did his speech was beautiful yes like bringing scary. james baldwin into the equation yes it was, he opened it was, with it was that. beautiful so he's the first uh black openly, openly black gay man yes. uh to win a emmy uh, for he better best, be openly black. Best actor in a dramatic series. For the post. So he's the first one to be nominated and win. I think only like wow. five black men have won this particular Emmy for him. Um, and that's just crazy. I'm so happy for him. But he had to, he had uh, he told Variety he said I've been directing for 20 years in the theater, and I'm directing an episode of season three myself. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to be the head bitch in charge, honey. Work. Um, and this is a part of that. Like it's this all is, a part of yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like he's living his best dreams he is. and. Being um, as authentic so as London possible. Fashion Week. I mean, he's just been everywhere doing it's everything. Crazy. 
the campaigns. Um, I love it. And it's yeah. just so like. Amazing. And he also directed the show. Um, yeah. At, at Huntington Stage sure Company, did. the world well, premiere, of the, the world premiere of the Purist. It's happening right now. It's, yes. I think it ends like oh. in, the, in the next week or so. Really? Um, yeah, it's in Boston. Everywhere. Wow. Um, you said where is that? The Huntington Stage Company. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, he's just doing it. He's doing it all, and, yeah. and I can't be mad at that. Like at it's, it's so inspiring, and it's it's so amazing to see uh, mainstream media give him the the credit that we've always yeah. been giving him mm-hmm. in the theater community. Like we we've, we've revered Billy Porter for for, for so long. Mm-hmm. Like to see him now living and getting his just due, it's like amazing. But then also be thinking like, dang, do I gotta wait till I'm fifty? To you, you never know. You, you never know. know what's going to happen. You don't know how it's going to pan out. Mm-mm. You don't. But I guess you wouldn't have it any other way because when I it happens, it happens. You know? And when it's right, mm-hmm. it's right. It's okay. Mm-hmm. And, and the way that it's supposed to happen because everything that Billy Porter has done that has led him, to this, led him to this moment. This. Yeah. Like it all has fit perfectly into his life. And you ever have the moments life. where you look back and be like, if it happened five years ago, I wasn't ready. I wasn't I ready. Been ready. Yeah. It would have killed me. Like I wouldn't Ooh, have been yeah. strong yeah. enough to Hello? withstand. Literally. So when it's supposed to happen is when it happens. Yeah. Take that with you. Woo! Mm-hmm. Come on! Yes, yes, yes. Mm-hmm. Um, what's not supposed to happen is that people keep mixing you up for the other Michelle Williams. <laughs> what happened? So Michelle Williams got on her Instagram live and she told the people the black one, the black Michelle uh-huh. Williams got on. And she said, "I don't understand what y'all be thinking when y'all come and talk to me because Michelle Williams, I guess, won the white one. The white one won an Emmy. Yeah, and she made a speech. And she made a speech. And people were in their feelings about the speech." So they were attacking the black Michelle Williams on Twitter because they didn't get her name right. Right. Like the, their at Twitter handles are different. Uh, but people just were like Michelle Williams and the black one pops up first. Right. So she's getting all these like angry messages and people are calling her out and tagging her. And she's like, and Michelle goes, let's let's get one thing clear. How come this when voice. y'all are tagging and congratulating a person, do y'all see that I'm black? When you go to my profile or tag, like when you search for the Michelle Williams, I am black, okay? I ain't mixed with nothing. No. I ain't mixed with Parisian, no. Russian. I am black. Help. <laughs> this is my interpretation of this. Yes, it is. It is. <laughs> yes, it is. Beautiful gowns. And I was gagged Beautiful the entire gowns. time. Because that's my what she was, was doing. Gauge. That's what she was doing on the live. Beautiful like, gowns. You know, I watched it because I'm a Dustin Shaw fan. I love Michelle. I, but. Yeah. <laughs> so, yes, that's what she said on Monday. She said she is black and she is like tired of the people coming into her mentions. Like, y'all need to get it together because I'm sure this happened more than oh, once. Yes. Like, especially when uh, Fossey Verdon was on TV. Oh, yes. Like, I'm sure she'd be getting like, oh, God, here come this yeah, white woman again, again doing another movie. <laughs> Wait, but what did the white Michelle Williams speech? She give? was talking about gender equ- uh, like equality and getting equal pay, and like it was yeah. a beautiful speech. And people were, you know, how people being over that. You know yeah. how people are. And then Michelle came and she said, Michelle said, I thought the speech was her truth. I thought it was awesome. Mm-hmm. I thought she was factual. Hello. I could be wrong. Hello, but yo. I just told this woman a few minutes ago on my Instagram. I was like, I'm so sorry that my namesake upset you. Help. But can't you see that I'm black? <laughs> you are having a good time. You are having a good time being the black Michelle Williams. Living your life. If there were ever a time for cameras to be in here, I wish I could see you right now being the black Michelle Williams. But can't you see that I'm black? Like, yes, I love it. Yes, you do. What's so the, next? The pop star urged the social media users to be more careful when using Instagram or Twitter and to look and see in that little small hole, that small profile picture mm-hmm. to make sure they have the rec- 
the correct account. Reading oh. is fundamental, so is observation. Oh Observe goodness. that profile pic before you get to tagging me and cussing me out for something I didn't say. <laughs> that little small hole. <laughs> Ain't that? Oh, that's, that internet. tickles me. I know it do. Because, I can hear it. Well, because Michelle is, is from the Midwest like me. Uh-huh. And so I just know that good old country Midwestern uh, mentality and the fact she's like, she's really see, like, y'all, I just, why y'all keep tagging me in this? Like, please don't. <laughs> I love it so much. Anyway, uh, let's also congratulate, because um, well, now we're going back to Emmys because I forgot. Jarrell Jerome is the first Afro-Latino. Oh, yes. And Dominican to win an acting Emmy. Come through. Um, and he's laid down. He, when he's I tell you down. when they see us is, is such Did a- Did you have a chance to see that, Amber? I didn't. Because mm-hmm. I was Bladu Badin, and I was like, I can't really watch this right you gonna, now. You gonna get enough. <laughs> I'm sorry. You're not gonna. You just gonna. That's, that's gonna what be I the was. Name hired, that's the show I was hired to do. Bladu Badin. <laughs> and who were you in that show? I was Bladu Badin. I was. I, I, I am the Bladu Badin. <laughs> It was autobiographical. And what did they ask you to do? They asked me to blah do did. And guess what I did? I blah do did. <laughs> oh my God. Gun anyway. Mark, gun mark. Gun mark. Jarrell Jerome. <laughs> if you didn't know, he actually, Jarrell Jerome played a, a Yusnavi in, in, in the he Heights did. in high school. Which but is I like, bet he was never in blah do <sighs> I mean, he could be. If we do it again, he can blah do did it. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my god. Oh my god, I can't tell you. I cannot. Well, go ahead. But anyway, congratulations to Jerome Jerome being mm-hmm. the first Afro Latino and he Dominican to win an acting. I mean, he just deserved. I I would love to see him on Broadway. Um I would love to see him do something like um I don't know what what would Jerome Jerome be good in? I have no idea. I just well, think, I think good about so it. So I need to write something for him. Here's yeah. something I don't think it's shady. It's just it's real. Like I can easily see stage actors mm-hmm. transitioning to the screen. Mm-hmm. It's harder for me to see screen actors transition to. But well, that's because most of them can't act. That's the thing. <laughs> that's the thing. And now I don't know Gun. his Gun. like history, Gun. his background in that acting. That was Amber's voice and not mine. Just so we're aware, audience. I didn't say any names. <laughs> I wasn't saying anyone specifically. Just I know you were, but I'm just saying because people usually think it's me saying oh, shit. Oh, sorry, that was me. That was A M B E R. But no, because <laughs> literally, like it is. A different muscle. It is a different. It is muscle. a different muscle. And all the greats start in theater and go to film and TV. This ain't, is ain't real. a one you can name who didn't start in theater and, this and is transition very real. because that's where you get your roots. That's and your those foundation. who go the opposite from screen to stage is always given. What the fuck just happened? Oh no! <laughs> Doesn't they give it up? Blah do but no. <laughs> Lord, <laughs> I can't. We going to hell. <laughs> on a full scholarship. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, these other niggas laughing in my ears. <laughs> so Viola Davis came to the Emmys ready to fight. Oh, what? No, she didn't. Wait, she, what? She started you? off in the heels and changed into the sneakers. She changed to her sneakers and she said she was ready to fight. Why was she ready to fight? Did she, she really was, say this? No, I mean, she, she was she was joking. She was on uh, what was it, Jimmy Kimmel or something? <laughs> she came. Right. She was joking, but she said that uh, she found out that during the she thought she was just going to have to come on stage and present the outstanding supporting actor in a drama series, um, but she ended up finding out that she was going to have to walk 
like through the presentation. She said, I knew I had to present, so I thought I was going to hobble on stage to the podium and just announce the supporting actor. Why she call her? Why she say she was hobbling? Did she have a situation? Like, is this a, a thing? I don't know if she had a situation. I'm but she knew she had to walk, so she thought I should wear sneakers? Yeah, but she said hobble like she just hobble all the time. Yeah, that's what I mean. Is, does she know she has a situation? I think she knows she hobble. Okay. I okay. think she might know that she be hobbling. Okay. Cause you know people be talking about her in them oh, heels. Oh, but because when she had on the sneakers, it was the same walk. So I was like, oh wait, this is a thing. It very well could be like one leg might be shorter than the other. Very you that. Know, you know what? We don't this know. is real. Like I'm offering grace when I say that. We are, this could be the case. Cause I'm concerned. So one foot is always on point. No. Well, <laughs> <laughs> you didn't say that. You just saying. <laughs> and you pause after that because you like, oh, I got him with he this knew one. He some shit up. I got him with he this one. I blah duba did it. <laughs> and it was a blah duba. Don't. <laughs> Y'all laughed. And that shit was funny. I laughed because you laughed. I was like, oh, I'm supposed oh, to that laugh. That shit was Jesus. funny. <laughs> anyway, um, we love you, Viola. She <laughs> said, yes, we do. She said, uh, she said, when asked if anybody would have really stopped her, the. Uh, she asked, she asked when anybody was really willing to stop her like take off her shoes she mm-hmm. said uh, no because I was ready to fight I so that's cares. what she was saying she was like no nobody gonna make me take off my shoes because I was ready to fight um, God bless you she was just like I, I'm gonna walk in these these shoes uh-huh. like yeah Ain't nothing y'all can tell me. I've and been here before. I've been here before I got, I, I got Miami it's, it is totally okay all Viola Davis needs a Grammy to get an EGOT don't yeah. she mm-hmm. she can just voice a children's book right you know yeah. And they would give it to her. All Billy need is a Tony. No, he not a Tony. Oscar, Oscar. Oscar. And he can write a song. He don't even have to show up. Right. He would be good. And they gonna give it to him. They gonna give him like some Disney movie or something. He, he gonna write, write uh, his ass off. Ooh, he come gonna through. come out like Peebo Bryson. Come on, Billy. Yes, Peebo. He gonna give us a number. Why? Yes, Peebo. And watch the cartoon Disney be like a gay, the first gay character in Disney history or something. Whatever First gay is. prince. Disney presents Sissy Girl. <laughs> <laughs> I would actually live. I would too. I would live. I'm trying to vision what Sissy Girl looks like. Presented by Disney. Amber really cannot take. Amber can't take Disney presents Sissy Girl. Yes. I, need I, need, I need a nap. I love it. I'm in the bathroom. <laughs> I would I'm live. In the bathroom and, and I would live. live. I think you would be so good. Billy. Yes, please Why write is it. it. Sissy girl, though, because it it's what it needs to be. It does. It needs to have girl? yes, sissy girl for all of the sissy girls out there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Very that to feel empowered that you can be your full sissy self. I'm dead. I love it. Yeah. Thank um, you, Billy and Disney. Girl. Well, speaking of Disney, I can write it. The first Black princess Disney princess, Anika Nani Rose, Tony Winner, joins Hulu's Little Fires everywhere. Mm. Um, she'll be joining Carrie Washington and Reese Witherspoon okay. in the series. Word. So check that out. It's based on a novel. Um, yeah, she'll appear in a flashback episode playing an art professional who mentors a young version of Mia. Uh, Tiffany Boone will play the younger version of Washington's character in the flashback. All right now. Um, so congratulations to them. It's a lot of like television crossover stuff to this yeah. week because it's not a lot of Broadway shit Mm-mm. that's like popping. Um, I don't know what that's about. but What month is this? Ain't shit happening right now. Well, it's September. It's about um, to happen. Like, yeah, because mm-hmm. it's like the, really the beginning of the thing. It's mm-hmm. the ramp up yeah. um, into the season. So it's like... Everybody's in previews or going into tech. Or, yeah, going into tech because Tina just went into tech. Tina just left the studio. They, well, they start tech tomorrow. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, so it's like... It's just a lot going on. Make sure y'all go see um, Washington. Make sure I don't know if it's good or not. So I don't want to say make sure. But mm-hmm. Joshua Henry's also in The Wrong Man. Mm-hmm. 
at MCC. I don't know what that's mm. looking like, but it's beautiful. It's okay. you saw it. It's beautiful. You saw it. I did. That's one of the things I saw. You I saw went to the it. You was in theater every week. Every I literally this week? have seen. And you didn't invite no, us that once. No, not this week. Like this was all over the past probably like a combination. Month. But like literally, who who hit me up and gave me a ticket? Oh, bold. So I went with the women of bold. The mm-hmm. bold women went to see the Got wrong you. man and. Um, and then like Cody Raynard was like, you want to see Freestyle Lutz? But you like, people will just be throwing you tickets. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it, Joshua is doing his good, 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 good singing. Is he? Okay. Yeah. Okay. Is. I'm going to try to make it over there and see yes. what it's talking about. And you heard it here from Amber. Yeah. It's beautiful. It's beautiful. Um, shout out to, I don't know if we ever talked about this, but Waitress had. Uh, oh, a night where all three girls were black. Yeah. No, no we didn't talk about this. Yeah. Waitress, the Jordan Sparks, uh, Natasha Yvette Williams. And Jesse Bailey. Yeah. They were all on for the three leads. In oh, Waitress, wow. Which was yes. a, a really big deal because um, we don't get that. That's really beautiful. It was beautiful. down at the diner. Yeah, it was Keisha down at the diner. Mm-hmm. If only it was it was intentional. Well, there's you that. know, I mean, we we want intentional casting. I'm in the bathroom. Um, not happen happenstance, you know. I'm in the bathroom. <laughs> there's that. But I love all of those ladies, and they're doing the the great work. Um, especially, you know, I love Natasha Yvette Williams. I'm in the bathroom. <laughs> <Shut> <laughs> I'm just saying, like. <laughs> this is me tapping, trying to get out of here. <laughs> this is me becoming invisible. <laughs> I can't. <laughs> Not invisible. Um. So have y'all have y'all watched the politician? No. Oops. I almost. Ooh. I almost told the whole truth. Thank God. Shata Ethio Shanda for being a filter lord. <laughs> I already know what she was like. So you won't be watching it. <laughs> beautiful gowns. Beautiful, beautiful gowns. Beautiful gowns. Um, it's interesting. Ben Platt is is the star of that show, and and it's um, just the marketing. I don't see it's, well, why. We I'll, well, we not on there. No, we're not. Um, we're not on there. Jesus. Um, it's just interesting show nice. for me. Uh, but if you get a chance, check out the politician. I, I thought it was. I mean, some musical theater references. You watched the in whole there. Uh, season. You binged it. Um. Well, it binged me. What, what does like, that mean? I'm it confused. played on the background while I did other shit. And why should people check it out? Um, it has some musical theater reference. Ben okay. Platt is on there. He has some really great numbers on there. He's singing. Oh, oh it's like musicals? It's some musical stuff in there. Oh, okay, Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cool. So they do a production of Assassins in there. Cool. Um, so it's some stuff in there, and it's some some funny stuff. I mean, uh-huh. you, you also got um, um, Jessica Lang. Yeah. Um, she does some great work in there, too. And, and so then it's... the other girl from, Laura Dreyfus from Dear Evan Hansen is also in there, right? Yeah, but I'm, I'm not really... Moving on. Keep talking. <laughs> I didn't even get out what I wanted I to say. I don't think <laughs> she I didn't want to, you to. Nope. Keep going. <laughs> okay. I'm just, I yep. mean, okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, Beautiful gown. Yeah. You know. Okay. Um, so if you if you need something to clean to or wash dishes. Also, there is, um, <laughs> a, 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 I mean, seriously. Bladubadi. <laughs> also, there is a movie called Judy out about Judy Garland. Oh, mm-hmm. did you see it? I have not seen I it. Seen I've it seen either. clips and stuff of it. Okay. Um, I was like, wait, it's a movie about my Judy's? <laughs> bye, bye, bye. If you're gonna check, I mean, I'm just going through the musical theater stuff. Like, if gotcha. you if you have uh, an interest in this, it's something you might want to check out. Uh, Judy is out there. Um, I haven't really got a chance to like look it over all the way, but I mean, it seems like something I would you know put on in the For background. The Judy Garland fans, yeah. Yes. Like, but was Judy racist? I have no idea. Was that a thing? I, I'm sort of feeling like that was a thing that I, I heard, no and I'm not idea. for certain, but like I can't remember if it's her or Mommy Dearest. Oh, so let's not put that out there just in case it's the wrong lady. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. I mean, it might not be Judy. Yeah, it might not be. <laughs> but you know, you, okay, ne- you never know. We never know. I don't you know. never Child, know. Because it'd be coming back on them. Yeah. Well, it'd be coming back on them. Anyway, you never know, but you offer grace. <laughs> you better come back to it. Mm-hmm. Come back and offer the grace. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Yes. <laughs> Keep reading. Girl. Please do. I ain't seen 
method. I, I know. know. That's why I asked you to keep uh-huh. reading. <laughs> I um, want to give a shout out to the opening of Little Shop of Horrors in LA. Mm. Oh, yes. All the MJ girls. MJ Rodriguez. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, George mm-hmm. Salazar. And, and uh, Amber Riley out there doing the good work. I've heard great things. And so I'm Killing excited it. for you guys. I'm I happy. Saw, like the whole postcast went out for that opening to support. Oh, they did. Amazing. It looks cute. It looks really cute. I wish I could. Oh, I love that. I know, right? I mean, I'd be wishing I could just fly back and forth to LA. I just on my fancy helicopter. Right, like just get me there and get right back. Like, I don't know. And, uh, I'm working on it, y'all. Yeah. Diane's trying to leave and go to. Not LA. trying to, but go ahead. I thought she was moving to Atlanta first. Oh no, okay. I ch- we Brandon, I changed our mind. Yes, yeah, changed. So they they moving to it a, is LA. Uh, LA. Yeah. Going to get us a nice house. Going to get our family. You know I'm gonna be in LA with you at some point. Come through, you know and then be. Drew will be joining. That's us. what I was about to say. He think he I'm about to come out there, and I'm not. You are. Child, y'all done lied. Mm. You want them juices and berries flowing in the breeze? I know mm. you. Who, who do? And to you watch do. over your god child. But you ain't got no kids yet. So what's that mean? That means <laughs> <laughs> that when we do have children, yes, it's gonna be my god child, and you're gonna be in LA. But why I gotta be in LA to have a god child? Because you want to be in LA. You're just not allowing yourself to admit that. Do I? Mm-mm. Okay. Mm-hmm. That's for you to unpack. Go ahead, what's next? Uh-oh. Uh, so you know what? <laughs> See how he tried to just move right sure move right along. Um, okay. So we're moving on to... Uh, do I want to move on? To, I think I want to do a... Um, a game. I do want to do a game. What game you want to do? Mm-hmm. I, I haven't done a game do, in a minute. Let's do a One Gotta Go. Okay, okay, okay. You don't like One Gotta Go's, do you? I like One Gotta Go. I love Six Degrees. You like six degrees. Has, has Amber done a six degrees? Have you done a six degrees, done Amber? Six degrees? Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. okay. It's been so long. Um, Okay. So, okay. Come we'll on. do this. Uh, one Gotta Go. So, this is four different plays. Mm-hmm. Uh, and these are classics. Mm-hmm. A Raisin in the Sun by Lorraine Hansberry, since we talked about Lorraine. Uh, Fences by August Wilson. Top Dog Underdog by Susan Laurie Parks. Or The Colored Museum by George Oh, <gasps> That ain't going nowhere. Yeah, this is a difficult one. Okay, say them again. A Raisin in the Sun. Raisin, mm-hmm. Fences. Fence. Top Dog Under Dog. Top. Colored Museum. Colored. Whoa. I could do without... I know. Let's work this out together, Diane. So, colored ain't going nowhere. Colors cannot go anywhere. Color can't. Okay. Um, like, I already know what gotta go, but if you want to I was gonna say Top Dog Under Dog. That's me as well. Really? Yeah. Really? And my like logic behind it is it's Susan Lori Parks. Why? Not just that. Can go. But oh, okay. Well, no, he, I he will took be in the federal he bathroom. Particularly, oh, I mean, I'm saying no. Out I'm, of these people. Wait, what? <laughs> out of these I, people. I'm saying top dog, underdog, for the simple fact that Susan, I didn't say that. <laughs> for the for for the simple fact that every other play has um a woman character. Mm. And like I want to see oh, more women on, black on, women on the okay. stage. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For the simple fact of that, we can okay. I can deal with that. Okay, top dog done. Okay. I was saying in in correlation to these other plays, Susan Laurie Parks can go as far as the work that she's done, like her body to, of work. Yeah, yeah, the body of work. Mm-hmm. And why? Wow. Um, because it just doesn't have for me. It doesn't have the same impact as the other three playwrights. Mm. Like okay. George C. Wolf, Color Museum alone is can stand on its own for George. Like, he really doesn't have to do anything else, but there's Harlem's song. There's so many other works that he's directed, like all of his work. Yeah, he directed uh, Top Dog and a Dog on Broadway. True. Mm-hmm. True. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
Um, okay, yeah. But it could still go. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. that's just my, my opinion. Um, and Fences, like, I just wouldn't get rid of any August Wilson work, like, ever. Mm-hmm. Just too... That was a good one. Too meaningful, yeah. Thank you for that. Well, we're just going to move right along, and that was a cute little quick game. That was really cute. That was. Yeah. So now we're doing... Listener. I thought we were doing... Six degrees. No. Are we doing... No. Yeah, six degrees. I don't know six degrees. You got a six degrees? I can make up a six degrees. Okay, we'll make one up. Oh, Jesus. How can we... Because the one you did... Last week? Was the week before. Was really good. The little Kim and... uh, Andre, um, yeah, 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 that was real. I said, "Ooh, Andre the Shields and Lil and that was a connection. It was. Mm. Um, let's connect. Ooh, you got an idea? I got an idea. Go ahead, tell us. I'm gonna start. I'm gonna name name one person. You name another person. Okay. okay. Ooh, we getting spicy on these. We hoes. are getting spicy on these hoes. Come through. Okay. Oh Lord Jesus. Just because, I, and this is just, this is Amber's totally, ready. This is totally she like, random. Hold up. This is totally random, y'all. Okay. I'm gonna say Omari Hardwick. Oh, okay. Okay. And from Power. Who's the other one? Uh huh. Two. Because hmm. I just watched Power this morning. Okay. Okay, I know. Um, he gonna choose a black woman. How did you know? Because, because I know you. Titania Pinkins. <laughs> Ooh, okay. 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 So. Omari, obvious, is to go. So we can either go Naturi or Brandon. Oh, okay. I was thinking Denzel. Because Denzel paid for him to go to college. Yes. Okay, so we got Naturi, BVD, or Denzel, you say? Uh-huh. Okay. Yes, you better make a visual. I'm trying. She's making a whole chart. This is okay. it. <laughs> okay. Tanya Pinkin. Naturi was in Hairspray. Naturi was in Hairspray. Who else was in Hairspray? I don't know who she was in Hairspray with. I know. Yeah, that's hard one mm-hmm. to do because we yeah. don't know who her cast. Okay, uh, uh, so, so let's not do Notorious. Cross out Notorious. Okay, so it's either BVD or Denzel. BVD is so easy, it's though. so easy. You want to try to do it through Denzel because it's harder? Wait, who is BVD? Brandon Vickers. Brandon okay. Um, we can do BVD. Okay, let's do BVD. So, Omar, okay. Tanya, okay. BVD has done Shuffle. Mm-hmm. He's done... Color uh, Purple. Color Purple. He's he, done Scott. Uh, did he do Scott's Board? Scott's Board Boys. Mm-hmm. Well, that was in London. Okay, so we're not counting because it's not Broadway. Um, what is his other nomination for? But I mean, if it connect, we could. But okay. I don't think it do. Yeah, I don't know if it does. Who are we trying to connect to? Tanya. Tanya okay, okay, okay. He's okay. also done. We can also do Jesus Christ Superstar and Jesus Rant. Christ Superstar and Rant. We can do Rant on Broadway and off because he did both. Okay, off. Okay. Was he, in, he was in Rent Live too, right? Yeah, Rent Live and Rent off Broadway. God Lord. Um. BBD has done more Broadway shows. Why can't I think? Yeah, I mean, but we know. Okay, so, that's already a plethora okay, right there. So we're trying to get two Tanya Pinkins who did Caroline or Change. Uh huh. Um. So maybe if we do shuffle along to George C. Wolf to Caroline or Change. Wow. Tanya Pinkins. So BVD. So Omari to BVD to George to C. George Wolf to um, Jelly's Last Jam. Jelly's or Carolina Change. But that's not a person. Me. What? Well, they worked together. Yeah, George like, worked Tanya. Together. that connection. Yeah, that was real George and Tanya. Yeah. Come through. That, that was, was good. good. That was good. Come through. I like doing it that way. Yeah. Like somebody thought a name and somebody thought another name. That was easy. That's good. I love that. We did really good. Thank okay, you. well, great. Now we're going into the listener letters. It's still broke. It's still Oh, God. Oh, God. Cut it out. <laughs> 
You like that one, Amber? No. You missed that? No. She missed that. Gross. The listener letters. Yes. Okay, so. so with this one. Okay, so I got a message from um, a gentleman um, named uh, Woodland. Mm-hmm. Um, can you say his name? Yes, I can say his name because this situation is going to be exposed this week. Um, oh, there we go. And it's something. That I mean, it's real. Crazy. Um, but his name is Wood. And you briefly Woodland. talked about it last week. Right? Yes, I did briefly talk mm-hmm. about it. Um, but I'm going to read to you the Facebook post that he posted um, that has been getting a little bit of attraction that sort of introduced me to the situation. Mm-hmm. Uh, I had several people send me this, and then he reached out to me and said that he wanted to share this with Broadway Black first, um, and that he thought it was important to um, to get the exposure to this particular situation so that people don't have to go through the same thing at his program and or other programs elsewhere. Mm-hmm. Um, so he goes, heads up, this is going to be a very, very long post. The University of Florida has a race issue. (laughs) More specifically, the School of Theater and Dance at the University of Florida has a race issue. The issue is present throughout the field and the university and many universities. But this is a story about my time here. I have spent the last year trying to combat and and following a failed meeting with department leaders. I was once again reminded of the superficiality of the family rhetoric that we use to uh, recruit unknowing prospective students. In the instance of my outspokenness, I was treated as troublesome, unprofessional, and disposable by my instructors and peers. Eager to respond to my concerns with words of appeasement rather than action, the School of Theater and Dance has time and time again displayed a double standard in the enforcement of policy at the expense of students of color while simultaneously doing gymnastics to avoid publicly acknowledging any issues. Damn. After three years of dedicated work as an ensemble member, three-time understudy, even more time principal actor, student, and aspiring handstand artist at the University of Florida's BFA Musical Theater Program. I will not be participating in this year's musical, Pippin, despite a resume and work history that denotes otherwise. Mm. It has been decided that my audition for the fall season didn't show the coordinators of my program that I had the necessary skill, work ethic, or attitude to be a part of the production. Here's what happened and what I think we can learn from it. This will be long. We're going to take this scenic route, but hopefully everyone can have a constructive takeaway. At the end of a less than stellar 2018-2019 school year, I was left feeling marginalized, alienated, and unheard by a seemingly empathetic faculty who would not address the cultural and institutional racism that came out openly over the course of the year at the School of Theater and Dance. To make a long story short, after finishing last year's production of Hairspray, the students of the School of Theater and Dance self-produced a show that featured, among many other hopeful things, a song performed by a full cast of white peers singing and dancing in Ku Klux Klan cloaks and hoods. Oh no. The Message of Hairspray, a show set in Baltimore in the middle of the civil rights movement about a journey of um about a journey of overcoming bigotry and racial injustice through love and the irony of producing such an offensive piece following it seemed entirely lost on its participants. So basically they did a production of Hairspray and then following that production they did a the Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um and so uh after writing a lengthy post on the private uh, School of Theater and Dance Facebook forum about this awful production which was produced, written, and designed and performed by School of Theater and Dance students in the School of Theater and Dance space, using School of Theater of Dance uh, facilities and amenities, my piece was also removed by the faculty under the guise that the production was unaffiliated with the School of Theater and Dance. 
Therefore, my response to it did not belong in the forum. Let it be understood that this is the same forum where students regularly share anything they like, including other student theater-related projects, sublease ads, textbook sales, etc., free of censorship. As an example of the double standard that exists, just a couple of weeks ago, the same student organization responsible for this offensive piece of theater shared a video about their defunding from SGA, um, Student Government Association, on the School of Theater and Dance Facebook page. It went unchallenged about its affiliation with the School of Theater and Dance. A few days ago, a few, a few days ago, the callback and cast list for this same student organization's fall season were posted and similarly faced no threat of removal. This indicates that the attempted censorship of my piece was more about the school distancing itself from the reality that they allowed racism to not only exist but thrive, live, and on stage. Uh, within their institution, uh, then my thrive live on st and on stage within their institution than my response being published in an inappropriate forum. Uh, the faculty member who also acts as the faculty advisor for the student theater organization in question would have had my piece removed uh, if not for the alumni who spoke up and demanded it be it remain published. She herself had watched the show before it opened to the public so she knew all about Mm -hmm. This these KKK shit. Yeah. So needless to say, the remainder of my year was spent both fighting for some measure of accountability for the organization and being viscerally uncomfortable in classrooms where I had to sit side by side with classmates who rehearsed such grotesque and dehumanizing material for weeks and performed it to an audience of laughing and applauding peers. In a meeting with a faculty member who tried to remove my post from the forum, I was assured that the students showed that the student show was a mismanagement of good intentions, that it was poorly it was poorly presented comedy, and that these are mistakes everyone makes on their journey. I was reassured with promises of student and faculty sensitivity workshops that have yet to happen. Um, at the time, the student artistic director of the organization that produced the aforementioned uh, show was co-starring with me in a school of theater and dance play about race, which was uncomfortable to say the least and demoralizing at best. Almost every show of that season focused on race and featured students who either weeks ago donned cloaks and hoods or students who facilitated this racist spectacle. The theater and dance, the theater, de theater department became a painfully ironic testament to its supposed values, in essence gaslighting the students of color. Fast forward through weeks of depart depart excuse me, departmental inaction to my School of Theater and Dance scholarship ap application mm -hmm. in which I described my overwhelming overwhelmingly discomfort in frank terms when prom uh, prompted to describe how I reach beyond my comfort zone. That I guess that was the prompt for the essay mm. for his scholarship. Um, he said, I explained that it was uncomfortable for me to sit in a theater's uh, history classes of nearly 40 as the only black student, knowing my classmates produced and applauded that show. I explained listening to my tears right off uh, my work in the department as a product of tokenism, mm. um, despite my being the only qualified applicant, my application was denied. Um, so what he said, I explained listening to my peers. Uh, I explained listening to my peers right off my work in the department as product of tokenism, despite my being the only qualified applicant. My application was denied by the panel. By that I mean there are specific awards designated for the musical theater majors mm. and I was the only musical theater major to apply. Mm. However, my application was unshy about confronting the racial discomfort the faculty had already attempted to sweep under the rug and was denied. Mm. Instead, they gave the scholarship to no one. Mm. This was shortly followed by my face being used in school of theater and dance promotion materials Ooh. that falsely portrayed the school's diversity and equity as abundant. This led to an end of the year meeting with musical theater faculty where I was asked what I felt could or should be done. I took the question seriously. After spending an entire summer out of the environment uh, with time to reflect, I reached out to musical theater faculty, 
faculty to set up a meeting, taking proactive and deliberate steps to create a comfortable space for me to hold an uncomfortable conversation as a disempowered student already speaking to three faculty members at once. In that meeting, on the first Tuesday of class, I outlined my experiences at University of Florida and spelled out some actionable steps. I feel I feel could be taken to improve the culture of our program. The response by the head of the program was defensiveness, deflection, and denial. As the meeting progressed, an uninvited and unaffiliated guest entered the room to join conversation an hour late. This guest was not a community member of the School of Theater and Dance and admittedly lacked the context necessary to come to comment on the situation at hand. Still, the person swiftly, literally within min- minutes of entering the room, curved the conversation into a narrative of my need to not let my anger, a word no one had used up until that point, get the best of me, saying that I should work to convert my frustration with the systematic racins- racism I was confronted with into a kinder disposition that the best way to get revenge is by being successful. The meeting I had entered with uh, had entered with the actual strategies for creating a more inclusive and equitable uh, classroom for all of our students where I came with a list of suggested readings and personal testimony quickly became a lecture that encouraged me not to speak out so adamantly and instead used respectability politics to silence me while maintaining the comfort of my white peers. Now safe from any type of confrontation about their institutionally uh, unchecked words and actions, the meeting ended uh, patronizingly with an unwelcome sharing of the serenity prayer that begins with Father grant us the serenity of the mind to accept the things we cannot change. Um, I'm not even religious. Father grant us the serenity of the mind to accept the which we cannot change as if I hadn't set up a meeting after meeting after meeting with faculty entered this current meeting with examples of my struggles in their classrooms or interviewed alumni or collected online resources to share with the student body or offered them suggested readings or consolidated all of this into a short list of actionable items and steps and proposals to present. So you can change it, you're just not willing to. Mm. Um, While my peers were off learning music, dancing, stretching, and studying the art that we all come to study and pay the same to do, here I was spoon-feeding a lesson plan on racism to my Mm. instructors as they dodged and weaved, owning up to their shortcomings. In later conversations with the junior faculty who were present, it was expressed that the hostility against me in the meeting was clear and visible to them, but they elected not to speak up for me of, of... in fear of speaking out against senior faculty in their act of self-preservation they chose to leave me defenseless as i was lectured on how to be grateful for what diversity exists on campus as it is um has as it always as it hasn't always been this good the frictionless is what they yeah it hasn't always been this good is what they is in quotes uh the frictionless choice for them was to remain bystanders and that's what they did that decision made by them and others run consistently throughout the story i was yet again reminded that this was a group either incapable or uninterested in advocating for me in the way that they advocate for my white peers i would soon find out that the benefit of the doubt would be another privilege uh, reserved exclusively for my classmates as i began to shut down and nod just to get through the meeting that had verbally tried to end multiple times already um, it was clearly it was clear that this was yet again a failed attempt to get anyone to hear me and take action here I was yet again taking the time to open up these lines of communication to try to better my institution this was unsurprisingly another failed attempt to invest in the equitable future of this program for the sake of the students of color to follow me to ensure that no one would have to go through what I've gone through as the only black body in the room for three years in a space with never more than four black male theater undergraduates at a time after written responses private meetings and personal conversations that ranged in a tone and tactic to express what I was going through it became clear that it didn't matter how I said it. The response would either be the standard words of appeasement to get me out of the door or being 
uh, my being labeled aggressive or emotional if I didn't articulate myself with the impossible balance of objectivity, understanding, forgiveness, and optimism in response to every instance from routine microaggression to grotesque racial hostility. Mm. To say I was shattered is an understatement. Leaving the conference room where the meeting was held, walking straight past faculty and students determined to leave as soon as possible to cry in the privacy of my own home, I was expected mm. to be back in the building in just a few hours to audition for the School of Theater and Dance fall season. Mm. Here's what's important to understand about the BFA musical theater program at uh, University of Florida. For as long as I've attended, it has been openly expressed that by explicit design, all musical theater students are guaranteed a place in the yearly musical and seniors are expected uh, are to expect principal roles. Mm -hmm. It is used as a pro promotional tactic, boasted as the reason to attend University of Florida rather than a larger program where one may not be cast at all during their first several semesters. In my interviews with alumni spending the last decade, I've learned I am the only uncast or even uncalled back musical theater major in all our combined academic generations. This excludes one student who personally chose not to participate in 2016 Spring Awakening due to their discomfort with the show's content. In all accounts, alum alumni could recall examples of their own classmates' bad attitudes and lack of professionalism, things like not showing up or literally throwing chairs, but not one of them could recall an instance in which musical theater faculty left one of their own off of a callback list. Regardless of how you feel about the casting system, this has been established expectation for the entirety of my career here and what I know of the program's history. Therefore, the understanding is that auditions are simply a formality to get getting to the callbacks as far as musical theater students are concerned. Here's what happened at my audition. I arrived and signed in. I entered the audition room. I sang prepared by George Stitt. Uh, it was good. I abandoned my premeditated monologue and in a yet another attempt to reiterate my frustrations said, this is a piece called Please Take Me Off of Your Promotional Slideshows. Mm. I held a sustained scream for about 10 to 15 seconds straight. Unfortunately, it just so happens that this year is coincidentally the first year they've decided that not all musical theater majors are entitled to a position in the musical. Of course. That decision was unannounced until afterwards. This practice has been an open talking point of the recruitment strategy here. When recently asking about this policy, it was suddenly made clear that it was never a written policy. And so it just so happens that I'm the first MT in at least the last decade not to be afforded the opportunity to even sing at callbacks for a UF musical. I doubt that statistics change very much with a large retrospective window. My peaceful protest cost me my callback despite three years of dedication to my craft. These productions in this community, um, despite dedication to my craft, these productions in this community. My work ethic and skills were not apparent enough to earn me a callback e to even sing doo-wops in the back. However, the other director present at the audition, a new faculty member who had never met me or seen my work, thought that my song alone was worthy of a callback for a straight play. Despite a resume with, and work history that says otherwise, I do not demonstrate the skill, the work ethic, or the attitudes of those who have watched me develop for literal years. Somehow my persistent speaking out against the issues in our community, drafting emails, and setting up meetings did not make my work ethic clear. My resume full of lead, supporting, and understudy roles they cast me in did not denote my skills. I apparently did not meet the standard of excellence for this in institution. After being left off the callback list, I had another meeting with a member of, of musical theater faculty where I made it a point to dispel any misunderstanding and made it clear that I had every desire to be a part of the production, that this was the culmination of all my work at the university, that I was ready and willing to do the work of maintaining my professionalism in the rehearsal room as I had done in every show thus far. Because in my, and this is me speaking, Andrew, in my mind, he was gonna be the leading player. Mm -hmm. He's the only black male. Mm -hmm. They chose this show mm -hmm. for him. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Like, you literally chose, like, there's no way that you cannot tell me that you like did not, you precast the show, which is what, universities do so the mm -hmm. fact that you didn't cast him and 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 this is this is this boggles my mind anyway um he goes on to say um 
They reiterated that it was decided that I failed to demonstrate the skill, work ethic, and attitude in all of my conversations with school of faculty, uh, school of dance, school of theater and dance faculty. Each of the powers that be assured me that they love to have me in the show and if they could do anything to change it, they would, but they couldn't because this was a decision made by different powers. Um, and that their hands were simply tied by all of the very many powers that be. Mm. Though each of these conversations ended with the authority figure proclaiming their innocence, indicating some other end of the food chain, sending me yet on another mad dash for answers. I hadn't demanded to be a lead or even featured in the show as every senior before me has been able to do. I didn't even demand to be cast at all. I simply asked for someone to scratch my name onto the bottom of the callback list so that I could present the skill and work ethic they so readily dismissed. After a full year of demanding people to be held accountable for their actions and choices, how I ironic a time and occasion for that process to begin suddenly the talk of mistakes good intentions and forgiveness comes to a screeching halt now there's no more talk of the importance or safety uh, to explore boldly in our academic space we used up all of that forgiveness in the year that included my class my classmates using their educations to don clansman hoods on stage and address the audience with lines like ladies gentlemen poverty Mm. Our property, I said poverty, property, ladies, gentlemen, and property is a line that they use. Conveniently, we found a system of accountability when it be, when it came to deciding my post on the School of Theater and Dance Facebook page was unaffiliated and therefore inappropriate. We found it when it came to deciding whose scholarship applications were and weren't appropriate when we found it. We found it on the day of my audition and it was seemingly nowhere to be found anywhere in between. Not when your white peers make comedy of racial terror, not when your faculty try to silence you through clear implicit bias, not when your faculty ambush you into uh, ambush you into silence through your meetings after production season that thematically centered issues of race sh with shows including hairspray white guy on the bus and red velvet a play about a lone african uh, African-American actor that has his career sabotaged at the hands of an all-white theater company that drives him into an emotional outburst. Somehow no one seems to see the painful irony in that. It becomes increasingly clear that this institution is one that is eager to produce plays about race and tell jokes about race while simultaneously being fundamentally in incapable of having meaningful conversations about race. Worse yet, the school produces and applauds these performances and empathizes with these characters being mar marginalized by race while being incapable of identifying and kind of confronting the ways the themes of these shows manifest in the classrooms and communities. My audition made the room uncomfortable as any demand for a conversation about race would, but note that my openly expressed discomfort has been placed on the back burner for multiple semesters. Little support beyond a kind word, little solitary uh, little solidarity beyond a pat on the back. I'd be able to pay off my student debt if I had a nickel for every time I was reminded that change takes time. Mm. And if some more convenient time to confront the issue awaits us. Oh, as if, as if some more convenient time to confront the issue awaits us. However, this comfort of those uh, being confronted about the in, uh, inequity that exists in our institution uh, can be swiftly and effectively weaponized to discourage those who have too much to say too loud. Um, as I demand more of a school that is seemingly de dedicated to complicity, um, uh, I've been marked by all of the stereotypical labels attached to people of color who decide to acknowledge and confront racism for what it is and call out how these systems benefit uh, those willing to do the mental gymnastics to maintain the status quo uh, rather than make space for the conversation to be integrated into our academic culture it seems easier to remove me from the room and manipulate the policies to shield the institution from consequences time and time again pol a policy comes into place to protest protect my classmates protect faculty and leave me defenseless uh, because there are no consistent application of these standards uh, the faculty have the faculty here, none of whom currently are immediately involved in the situation, look like me, um, are allowed to set, change, and enforce them as they please. The timing 
uh, always places those occasions in my lap and the laps of the outspoken, like the current third-year graduate who was put on probation immediately following their open discussion of a school of theater and dance inequity on their personal Facebook. The ones losing opportunity are those who have been hurt by and are dedicated to demanding more of their institu- of their institution. This is what white fragility right fragility looks like. Mm-hmm. This is what implicit bias looks like. These systems are how racism and various other isms manifest within our communities. These instances are how the invisible systems of bias and prejudice dismember, uh, disempower marginal identities, people of color, women, LGBTQ plus individuals, etc. Within the musical theater program here, we often preach how essential it is that we practice kindness and courtesy in our professional lives as a piece of markability. Uh, marketability, but what happens when those in power conflate kindness and courtesy with the silencing of issues related to race, gender, and sexuality? Uh, confrontation based on defending one's identity becomes lack of courtesy. Standing up for yourself or the other identities in the room is a punishable offense. As the only black student in my program, I, I can't help but notice how much easier it is for my peers to lead with kindness. Mm-hmm. I can't help but notice how easily they proceed without me, how seemingly how seamlessly they turn a blind eye and deaf ear when a hard conversation starts or something uh, ethically questionable happens. This is a privilege that they have and cash in on frequently. Despite preaching to prospective students and parents each year that this program is one that lives and works as a family with my outspokenness came my uh, disposability. Um, the University of Florida recently reached number seven on the top ten list of school universities, uh, public universities, and despite how ardently I feel to, to, despite how ardently I tried to feel pride for my school, college i can't help but feel ashamed of how easily the school has left me behind as a casualty on the road to the top five the students and faculty are very well educated very kind people who say hello to me and say goodbye to me and ask me about my weekend on mondays however both of those groups whose support peaks at internet comments but are never quite vocal enough to draw too much attention to themselves go on about how change takes time as they allow each opportunity for change to pass them by maybe because they're not empowered themselves to be able to identify these opportunities maybe they hope someone else will change uh, will bring change in with them or it will arrive unnoticed maybe because they're desperate to avoid the discomfort that uh, accompanies change instead that that discomfort lives within me i'm about to graduate from this school but this conversation is about the future of this institution and the reality that students of color will continue to be wounded in this environment until something is done none of this is none of those in power are going to take responsibility because the nature of this thing is that it exists uh, in city there is no one thing to be held accountable for, but instead a series of seemingly uh, 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 instances that we all have to take responsibility for, not just students of color and not just when we're when they're your friends, students or colleagues. We must go above and beyond for each other. I only hoped that a place with as many plaques on the wall as this one would be more dedicated to that. I write all this because in working professionally outside of the theater university, Outside of the university a year ago, I was for the first time surrounded by other black students doing and studying the things that I was. I was also connected with students of color online who who are studying theater across the country. I now understand how essential it is to see shared experiences. It is only just, uh, if only just to know that that you're not crazy, that other people are seeing what you're seeing. I hope we that, I hope we, I hope that we can take a deep breath together. I continue to hope for and demand better. This is the best way I know how to leave the campsite better than I found it. Call your Congress people. Do a handstand if you can. Drink water. Woo. Well, all right. My Woo, God. Chile. That was and long. Woo. That was That long. was a blah boo dee blah boo da blah boo doo and blah boo day. My God. Wow. So well. I just... Can when I just you, like you started? When you, you started at one seventeen. Did I? 
It is now 1.30. <sighs> My is, God. That was 13 minutes. That was so much for me. Woo! Jeez. So y'all talk. <laughs> Ain't much to say, but... Uh, of course. Well, I... <laughs> like, there is literally nothing That's, to say, but went, of course. You are at a white institution of whiteness, sir. I mean, yeah. And it it is literally like how much... Whiting work do you want to do yeah like how much of your effort of your energy of your time of your well-being do you want to put into this first of all he's in his third year mm-hmm. if you ain't got it by now you well, he's get a senior it. now yeah oh, so you get, get your degree and go it's time to get out anyway like it's sir bye you should be auditioning to get out of there now you should not be worried about that school no the fuck more and then also though with that though i i will say i understand a hundred percent um, how it goes of because like this is me and like my thinking how I operate of this is how it was for me I'm going to do whatever I can to make sure it is not like this for anyone else yes. that comes yeah. after me so I can understand him wanting to create a safer space for him yes. and then also wanting to make sure that whoever comes after him have such a safe space mm-hmm. and that's why I said now it really does boil down to how much energy do you want to put into something like this well he's already put in so much I mean if this and that's what makes it so okay, tiring okay so first and foremost this Facebook page this Facebook post is just the tip of the iceberg of all the information that he sent me. I mean, I'm talking about I have a Dropbox full I'm of sure. seven-page notes that he sent to uh, faculty, um, uh, the application that he sent for his musical theater scholarship, the um, emails that he sent back and forth with some of the faculty members. Like, he literally did a lot of work where he was paying to study theater and he was educating them in, in racism. And they are literally paying him dust. Um, and I've called the, I've called the school this past week and tried to reach out for a statement from them. But I've also been sitting here with a statement, thinking like, should I read the statement in its whole? Or should I publish the statement as a whole? Or should I try to 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 cut it down so that you know the story can get more awareness? Yeah, because it's not gonna get awareness that long. It's so mm-hmm. long. No one's gonna read it. <laughs> like I mean, well, I read it because it started getting good. I know you did, but goddamn. <laughs> And then I started reading when I was reading here again. I'm thinking like, okay, is this almost over? Like in my mind, I'm thinking like, okay. no, no, it's I 13 mean, minutes worth. That's his. That's a lot. But and, and like as I was reading, it, ooh, sorry, as I was reading, I was I just was like, just, what can you do? Do you want to spend but time? I, but and I energy? didn't. I didn't want to cut it down because I felt like what he was saying was so intricate to the situation. It is in, in a way that that. Where if we'd like try to bypass it and make it small because yeah, those little microaggressions, you, yeah. you know, what I'm saying they those mean things. A those, lot those, of things. Those things we feel those things, and so I didn't want to bypass any of the things that he was mentioning because it felt like it was important to yeah. the entirety of the story and how and and I feel like you know white people will win in that way if we try to bypass just the little the, the small hurts, um, mm. because those those small hurts are are have big impacts, um, and so I. I I wanted to honor his story in that way, but yes, I think that we um, honor you. what what can we say? What can we say for him to do? I mean, after he's done all of this, I he's mean, not going to be think, on the show. I what? think he's doing what he said. He is letting these people know if you go to this school, this is what you're going to have to deal with, and that's that's all you can do. You can't unracist why you can't make them not racist you can't like, like that's a that's an institution. You know what right. I mean? Like you got better fish to fry, but by Putting this out there and educating these people on what's happening at this school, like you're doing your part. And I was going to title this. I, w- I was even just contemplating, like maybe cutting down the Facebook post and just leaving it at that and not trying to add anything else, and just titling it uh, "University of Florida Doesn't Like Black Students." <laughs> I mean, <laughs> like something woo, straight to the child, point. I'm so glad I went to Howard. You, my God, my God. Well, I mean, this uh, and 
this reminds me a little bit of where I went to school at, but it wasn't it wasn't this mm-hmm. this crazy. Mm-hmm. Like nowhere by mm-hmm. any means was it this crazy. Mm-hmm. Um, it just wasn't a cultural understanding. Are you in the south? Like I'm from Midwest. Florida. Oh yeah, he's, he's I'm talking about like, yeah, college yeah. is already Florida. enough. Like you already doing dealing with so much to do, and you're already dealing with enough if you in the musical theater department and black. Oh God. Like just in in life in general, like your social life and all the other black students that are not in musical theater, they don't they don't oh, get it. Jesus. They don't understand it. They think it's weird. Like so, I, I that's it's so much to deal with, and then have to deal with the faculty on top of that. That's that's just heartbreaking. Um, yeah, and it, for them to continuously gaslight you over and over again, they don't care. Mm. And it's like two things: one, what you are doing, which is using your voice; mm-hmm. then another crucial element is like literally using your coin. Capitalism is the foundation for so many things. Like on top of capitalism comes everything else. It comes racism. It comes homophobia. It comes like misogyny. It comes everything else. And like I say that to say that I am sure you being this one black person giving your coin. It gives something, but in comparison to all the other white motherfuckers there who are giving their coin, that's who they're going to listen to. Mm-hmm. And I wouldn't be surprised if some of these like white students, uh, parents and family members are donors, are doing certain yeah. things. So that's why they're listening to these individuals. So, yes, we have to use our voice, but we also have to strategically place ourselves in a way that we understand how to use our coin as well, right? Like, how can you, and it it may not be now, like, you may got to, like, go through some more of this shit, like, get your, like, resume up to do what you got to do to get into a space of, like, having some coin, and, like, then what do you do, right? Like, how do you, like, leverage that to be able to have this, because this means something to you, right? To be able to leverage whatever it is that you have so the school can then see, oh, y'all don't really got me fucked up, Mm -hmm. right? Like, I done did all of this, I have this in my account, and I could give you something but because of what you did and because of how institutional it is because of how systemic it is you're not going to get anything and the reason why in my humble opinion why they're not listening to you is because you're really not giving them anything in terms of finances right in comparison to all the white motherfuckers there Mm -hmm. giving them so much money how some of their parents could be donors they're going to listen to the money Mm -hmm. now if your parents was jay-z and beyonce Mm -hmm. they would be listening to you in a heartbeat Mm -hmm. because they know about the coin but this is a whole different story. And so, yes, using your voice, but now it also comes to a point in time where you, where you have to understand that right now, that may not unfortunately be enough. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you're putting in so much energy and time. This is your last year. Yeah. Try to focus on, on you. you right now. Yeah. And I know it may not be what you want to hear, but focusing on you is the most healthiest thing and most important thing that you can do right now. And this moment will not be always. Right. So yeah, and I'm 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 so sorry that you're sorry, having to apologies. go through this. Yeah, That's... this is horrible. Um, and like I wish it was more I could say and do. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I do too. That's what I'm like. And I've been I've been going back and forth with him. I talked to him twice this week. Um, and I also was considering like maybe thinking about having him on the show today. But it was just like, what more can you say after this? You yeah. know what I mean? Like they don't care. They don't care. It's quite they evident that you do not care. It's just that like. So, um, yeah, I'll be Godspeed, young man. I'll be putting um, the names of the the faculty members and stuff online, and and sharing the story a little bit a little bit further, just at least to get mm-hmm. some exposure, and then no more black students go over to don't go to the University of Florida. Yeah, yeah. and like uh, that, like that's the thing. That's the thing. When I talk about like the coin and the money, like you. 
you give your money to someone to another institution, right? Like instead of like you spending thousands of dollars going into incredible debt, don't go to this place. Yeah. Right? Like you know the anti blackness this place has. And and if we know what's anti blackness, we know what's other things that exist, right? Which right. I'm I'm sure is like so many other things as well, right? So you don't give your money to this place. Go somewhere else. Go yeah. somewhere else. Black, black theater students are not safe at University of Florida, so do not go. Woo, child. Chile. Um, man, thank you so much, uh, Woodland, for sharing Ooh, with us. Yes, um, I, you I'm, share. Yeah, and I'm, I'm, share. I'm hoping that someone else can can find some strength in in your story and and um, find some resolve for themselves as well. Uh, we're gonna get to the next listener letter. Oh, child! I, listen, we're gonna get them on out. While we got y'all here, the people want to hear from you. So we gonna while we got y'all here, we're gonna get them out. Um, this one is from. Um, <laughs> this is from Jermaine. Um, well, I don't know if I'm supposed. Well, I hope it ain't thirteen minutes. That's not the minutes. real name. That's not the real name. No, no, no. Um, I wrote to you guys a week or a week or so ago about a situation I was in with a white cast member, but ultimately led me to lead the production I was the lead in. I was approached in a, be- a belligerent and very rude manner by another actress and defended myself accordingly. Although I was not the one who initiated the situation, I was the one who was made out to be the antagonist. I was not approached about how I was feeling until after they got the story from the other actress. When I was finally asked about it, I was being blamed for defending myself against someone who was very combative and extremely unprofessional. Ever since I have been in that space, I have, uh, I have been very courteous, professional, outgoing, and warm to everyone around me, but I will not tolerate someone cursing at me, raising their voice at me physically jumping up behind my back and verbally attacking me Mm -hmm. slamming uh objects and waving their hands in my face Mm -hmm. i made the decision to leave the hostile situation when i noticed that the end result would not be a positive one i was then met with an offensive response as i was trying to leave that caused me to be defensive as i think back with a clear mind i'm confident in saying that i handled everything the correct way as far as trying to take the necessary steps to remove myself from the uncomfortable situation no one considered my feelings for one minute uh, except the artistic director and when I spoke to the members of their board it felt like an attack not someone who wanted to hear and consider what I had to say I cannot help but to think that if I was the one who started the confrontation I would have been immediately taken out of the show uh, there would not have been any talking and asking about feelings this was definitely one sided and I will not allow anyone to treat me in an ill manner just because tensions are high during tech week when the actress became belligerent with, with me absolutely no one said anything it wasn't until I defended myself and matched her energy that everyone wanted to protect her there is no excuse for disrespect mm. i will defend myself every time and whoever doesn't like it can get away from me i'm not perfect but i try to consider my environment and the people in it when handling stressful situations i love to entertain and bring stories to life but i will not jeopardize my integrity and peace in order to do so this is a situation where i was approached in a way where i was forced to rep- prepare myself for a physical confrontation due to how how hostile the other actress was the other actress spoke with board members without my knowledge and i'm not sure what was said or what made up about what happened um, or what they made up about what happened. It wasn't until I I was asked 45 minutes after waiting to go on stage that I was told I could speak with board members. The conversation with them felt like an attack. One of the board members is the boyfriend of one of the actors and the president of the board is good friends with the actors I was in altercation with. And she's also good friends with most of the cast. After speaking with the artistic director, I chose to leave the production. I was told that they would make a decision about if I should stay or go, but that wasn't a decision they had the authority to make. The cast and crew are all white and I was the only black lead. There was already instances that made me side eye at different people but as soon as this happened I felt isolated and I was made to feel like the villain what 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 it's the same old it's the same shit it is the same old white people whiting like I, I literally have nothing but I guess what 
what is is disturbing to me is that we we hear these situations, we recognize them, we know that they're happening, mm-hmm. we we feel powerless. That we are the ones that end up walking away for our own sanity. That there's nothing that we can do, and these people continue to get away with this, mm-hmm. especially in the theater community. Because if this was Hollywood, mm-hmm. if this was television, you were the only black person on a set. I know this would never happen. You're this would never be. Yes, that's what I'm saying. So why are all these? And this is the, the culture that lives within the theater community consistently. Mm-hmm. And we also supposed to be honky dory, like, oh yeah, it's so diverse. Like, no, it's not. This happens consistently. We all sitting here like, what do we do? Besides leave, besides walk away, what can we do? Child, y'all looking at me. <laughs> and I'm like... Because it comes to a point where you just have to choose your battles. And you know that, mm-hmm. first of all, they ain't creating no real... Like, who, what theater co- where, Who is this? Where is this? She didn't say what theater company. She didn't say what bullshit show either. Because I'm thinking, like, what show are you doing? It don't matter that nobody care about. Like, right. honestly, like, sis, you got to move on. You know what I mean? Like, we got to leave that shit in our dust. It, I, it's not Really, there's nothing else to do. And tell people not to work there. That's what I say. Like... Right, again, it goes down to the coin. Yeah, so when y'all, start, when y'all start sending me these theaters, I mean, y'all start sending me stories, name the theater, name the artistic director, or keep it on the playground. Hey. Name People the, will listen we to need the to, coin more than we don't have to any, your voice. We don't have any... any um, we don't have anything to offer besides no. the names of the people and tell them not to go there. Yeah. Like, that's, I think that's literally all we can offer at can't the moment. Help, can't help. Like, tell me the name of the theater. Tell me where you're at, mm-hmm. what's happening. We know now, don't go to University of Florida. I don't know what the name of this theater is, but, you know, tell us where not to work. Like, it should be a whole list. Do yeah. not work. Black we people do not work. Yes. Like a green book. Yeah. Come on. Come on, not like a green book. Like the green book. Like the green book. Yeah. In 2019, <laughs> so going on two necessary that we need to gotta have yep. a theater where not book. to work. Yeah, I mean, that's literally a thing, though. Like, yes. They're like, yeah. Oh, God. Okay. I'm so sorry. I wish we had some better, like, I mean, not better, but like more upbeat listener letters this week. Um, <laughs> Ooh, Chile. Because it was so much. So sad. No, have mercy. I know. Well, what name? Uh, I guess we can leave, leave off on a lighter note. Yes, we can and should. I saw another piece of foolishness. I went to check my phone. What? Y'all remember the color purple girl who Uh-oh. wrote the homophobic uh, statements? She was uh-huh. in the co- She's suing them for racial discrimination. <gasps> no, she's not. I mean, religious discrimination. No, she's not. Sure is. <gasps> No, she's suing them. Sorry, she says I can't get auditions. I can't go nowhere. Every time I go somewhere, I'm blacklisted. Yeah, girl, what you mean? What you thought? You in danger, girl. Yeah, yeah, you don't have no job no more. You might as well choose a different profession. It's time to change. So now she's suing. Look, you need to do Ava DuVernay and go to a totally different career path. Bye. Go photography. (laughs) Yeah, just Uh, something else. You're right. Yeah. Somewhere nobody will notice you ever again. Farming. (laughs) Get three goats, bitch. (laughs) Start making some milk. Shit. Um, Well, we never. We also never talked about. the the controversy with Adriana Hicks. Do you hear what? about that? No. Adriana Hicks was the uh, the lead of the Color Purple tour, mm-hmm. um, and she was also the understudy for Cynthia Revo on Broadway. Mm-hmm. Um, and she had an instance where she was following um, uh, religious Instagram pages mm-hmm. that supported like um, conversion therapy, sort of. <gasps> for gay people and like basically tell them that they needed to change in a way and she was liking these posts and so the fans of Six the musical you know she's coming to Broadway in the musical of Six so the fans like saw this and were like um girl we saw you like these posts like what is this about and like basically started going in on her and then she was responding to some of them and saying like my heart is open you're not ready to receive what it is that I'm saying basically because people were just like attacking her and they they weren't really li- they weren't trying to listen to her so she was just like you know this is and that and she blocked I guess certain people and people was like well people have been trying to have respectful conversations with you and you've been blocking them and 
Um, and then she came out and did like another Facebook post saying it was never her intention. She has um, several LGBTQ friends, um, and she loves them all. And she, you know, she thought that she was supporting something and saying that people have the right to choose what what works best for them. Um, <laughs> like if some people wanted to, I, I don't know. In the way she was saying it, maybe she was saying that they wanted, if they wanted to convert in themselves, or she thought she was being supportive in other people's journey. Um, and that's what she thought she was liking. She was being supportive in other people's journeys to do what they were free to do, I guess. Like, so I'm just like, why I just lightly slant my hands down is because motherfuckers are so trifling. Like, y'all are incredibly trifling. The Color Purple, the musical, stems from the book The Color Purple by Alice Walker, a black queer woman. Right. Like, you will totally push that aside so you can be able to get some coin for being in this thing. Mm -hmm. So you... You actually are not standing behind what you believe. Because if you really are like, oh, fuck gay people, you wouldn't even be doing a play. Right. But again, money talks a lot to motherfuckers. And you I could care less about that because all you want is the coin right now. Like, these people are such hypocrites. And like, I don't know, of course, this these individuals' hearts, like, they could have changed, they could have grown. I can only hope and pray that they did. But this sounds so hypocritical to me. Beautiful it, girls. Yes, beautiful, beautiful girls. It's, I mean, it's hypocritical, but I also think that I've, I'm just going to say this. When I've seen Color Purple, I have never felt queer energy on stage. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Never. Mm -hmm. Like, I know what the story is. Mm -hmm. I see what's going on. Mm -hmm. I hear the words that are coming mm -hmm. out of their mouths. I see them kiss. Mm -hmm. I have never felt any type of queer energy on stage. Mm -hmm. Okay. That has a lot to do with, I think, the people that are in the show that they just don't believe. Mm -hmm. They don't believe. I mean, and that's okay, too, but, like, I think that it's easy for people to be a part of the show and not believe because it's it's a one aspect of the show that's mm -hmm. not, you know, omnipresent um, in the way that it, I think it should be. Mm. Um, so I think it's easy for people to buy, do this, do Color Purple and bypass the queer narrative part or just, like, brush it off as like mm -hmm. one little aspect you know what I mean mm -hmm. when that is the the root of the love in in the show you know the beauty of the show in in a way um yeah so I mean I don't I don't I don't I don't know I think that it's it's weird but that's something that happened I mean that color purple I always felt like the color purple got a little shadow over mm -hmm. it or something that's going on but now they're doing it well this is a part of the, sh the shadow to the non-ec tour um I don't I don't know what I feel like uh uh I don't like when these very successful shows that are going to make money do these non-ec tours to just to save money. Mm. Like it, 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 it makes sense, but then it doesn't make sense. I mean, it gives people opportunity to do a new work or to earn points for their, but it's almost like you're taking advantage. Like you're doing this just to take advantage <laughs> of people. Like not because, you know, you want to give non-equity people a chance to, to learn and grow in the atmosphere, you're doing this to take advantage of them, and that's what saddens me the most. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. I don't know. I'm like, what's the what's the light note we ended on? We wrapping up. <laughs> that's the light. Oh, well, the, the light note was supposed to be because um, we we don't know when when we're gonna see you two again. Yeah, that's true. So I want to know like, what is something that you want to leave for the people? If if we never hear from you again, Ooh. what is something you want to leave for the people? If you never hear from us again on this show, not in like life yeah. on this bird, uh, bitch, oh. nigga. Damn. If you never hear from us on the show. That's deep. <laughs> Damn, Listen. nigga. A word of encouragement. 
If life gives you a blah booba dee, <laughs> make lemonade. <laughs> I don't like you. <laughs> I'm so tired of you. <laughs> For real, Amber. <laughs> that was as real as it get. <laughs> Give it me is. something good. Because we all got blah doo deed in life. Listen. Okay? Every day some I get blah by, the, by this industry, by a nigga, by okay. my bank account. By, just, by blah doo ba itself. Okay? Listen, okay? You been dating? No, that's why I said I've been blah doo ba Who you been dating? Because there's been a couple of fine dudes up here I've been you know, telling them about you. You have I have been. They, where they at? They here, they around. They can they be in my DMs? They can Come be. Through. They can be. We're gonna see. Okay. Also get your tickets for Culture Con. I forgot to talk about that. Yes, I'm mm. going. I got my ticket. You going when you what day you going? Saturday. Okay. I think well, so. Michael Michael reached out. Yeah, he gave mm-hmm. me a ticket. That's mm-hmm. my boo. Michael reached out to you too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. So y'all going, we going together? On Saturday, yeah. Here. Yeah, yeah. Where you gonna be at? I'm gonna be home. If you don't uh, stop tapping McTappington. <laughs> Thank you. Him and them nails. I'm trying a, to hear what you're saying. He got a French manicure. Mm-hmm. He's feeling himself. I never all had over a manicure this goddamn day in my life. Well, he got his own French manicure because his nails is white. Mm-hmm. You mean his But I'm not. Okay. Anyway, in other news, um, yeah, yeah keep, just keep going, guys. If you never hear from us again, like... <laughs> <laughs> the wording going. of this is if, if 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 you never hear from us again, which is so odd, and I don't like the wording. <laughs> Neither do I. But you will hear from us again. Keep going, y'all. We I in this shit know, together, y'all. y'all. We gotta hold each other up. I don't know. We gotta love on each other. <laughs> That's all I got. All right, Chris. <laughs> Oh God! Chris has been waiting. Thank you for listening to. <laughs> he was waiting all day to use one of them, y'all. Thank you for listening to a brand new episode of Off Book presented to you by Broadway Black. We've hit our mark and we've done it right now. I'm Drew Shane. I'm Bly Dubedi. <laughs> Bitch. I'm Drew Shade. I'm Bly Dubedi. Love. I'm Donye Bly Dubedi. I'm Bly Dubedi. R Bly Dubedi. <laughs> you know. He's such an old man. He has taken himself all the way down, y'all. Like, when an old man laughing, he started hitting the table real <laughs> in slow motion. Oh, God. <laughs> Thank y'all for listening. I'm Drew Shade. I, I want you to just close out the show. I'm Danye. And I'm Blah Booba Deep. Bye, guys. <laughs> See you next week. I hate y'all. I hate y'all so Princess Blah Booba Deep. <laughs> She's here, boy. She's here. <laughs> Princess Blind Duba D. Hey, it's Leslie Odom Jr. here on the Broadway Podcast Network to tell you about the RISE Theater Directory, a program of maestro music. RISE is a national online resource designed to connect and empower backstage and administrative and creative theater professionals from underrepresented backgrounds. If you work or aspire to work in the theater community, this can help you find your next project. And if you hire theater professionals, search the RISE Theater Directory to find your next team. Create your profile now and get more information by visiting risetheater.org. That's theater with an R-E-R-I-S-E-T-H-E-A-T-R-E.org because only together we rise. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? 
they're also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.